Chinese. <laughs> this just in. I am Amy Lynn Liskless. You know why? Because we're doing this. Yes. <laughs> Except we're sitting at the desk. We don't have pants on. Exactly. Good afternoon. In real-timey crimeys. So <laughs> Ellen has a real-timey crimey for us. I have a real-timey crimey. So, as you know, I got home quite late the other day. It's like three. It's like maybe like 10 to three. Like it's pretty, pretty What time early. did you start? What time did I start work? Yeah. So 3 p.m. Okay. So, you need to know the length of the day. Oh, God. I'm real tired. So I see, I live on a corner, and I see somebody cross the street. Oh, this isn't a work crime. No, bitch. Oh, okay. I see somebody cross in front of me. And now... Oh, so wait. You told me the, the first story because you were there till 3. Because That's why, why I was I working okay. until okay. 3. This is the weird... It's a mid-shift. It's not even really a thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay. But because this incident had happened, I was there a little bit later. So I pull... Off, there's like a busy street and then there's the street I live on and a cross street where my garage is. So I'm pulling off the busy street onto my street and I see somebody cross the street in front of me where my garage is from left to right. And I'm like, this is weird. It's a white van with both doors open and it's driving real slow. And I'm like, bitch, if it wasn't the goddamn plant thieves of Western New York, do you know those people that are running no. around? Stop it. It hit Jen. Jen was on the news, that hairstylist. So it they're stealing like potted plants off of people's property. And then the assumption is that they're like landscapers who are now <gasps> pocketing all this money. They stole something from like a like like a mini nursery or whatever. I don't know if that's not in existence anymore. Whatever the nursery was, they like got out, it was a like broad daylight, like Whatever. So I see them go, the man across the street from us is like 90 something. So I see them run up to his house. So I, I park, pull up behind them. Like, where did I get these balls? I'm just so tired. Bitch, I know. What are you doing? I pull up behind what them and I start done? flashing my brights at them. Like I see, I fucking see you. I wrote down their license plate. So I'm like, and I just followed them and they still had the fucking balls to get out of the car, go to the next three houses. And then there's a park. So there was no more. Then, then they start driving away. Now I have nothing outside. So I have no, like per, come up to my stoop. I got nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then I pull into the driveway and into the garage because, like, Absolutely. safety. And I start listening, or I start calling the police. I was like, hey, I live at this address. I know that you guys have had this situation. It's been ongoing since, like, April or March. And I just saw these people. The license plate is whatever. Yeah. I still have it in my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the license plate. And they were headed whatever direction. I don't even know. But from this street to that street. And they're like, oh, okay. And you, they stole something from you. I was like, no, but I did see them go up to a house and pull something away and then get into the car. And also there's no reason to be driving in a van with these two doors open. So she's like, okay, awesome. And the police are right down the busy street. So like they should be able to just come quickly. I don't know what time they came. I got in and I was like so hungry. I hadn't eaten since like two, like, so I'm like making some noodles and I look out the front window and there's that same van in front of my house now. And another car facing the opposite direction. They're clearly having a conversation of some sort. So I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. So I turn my front porch light on. Like, I'm here. I'm still right here. I know you can see in this window right now. Yeah. So that was the whole fucking thing. I don't know whatever became of them. But then last night, I stayed up until 3 a.m. And I didn't see them. So I'm hoping that they got arrested. Or maybe they got your <clears throat> neighborhood taken care of. Maybe. But then there, I woke up the, the next morning to go to work. And there was, like, um, still one potted plant still present and I don't know if it was like too heavy or like what what happened but they had the people had one where they used to have two and the people down a little bit had a statue of some sort like not as racist as a lawn jockey but something of that nature mm. like a gnome or something 
And that was missing. So now I feel like I have to tell all the neighbors, like, listen, this thing happened. Here's the license plate. It yeah. happens around this time. If you got like a ring video or something, like watch yeah. the footage at this day at this time. I mean, leave them a note. You don't even have yeah, to Yeah, that's to them. true. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, so I just feel like now I have to make my rounds for the neighbors. But the fucking plant bandit of Western New York, bitch, I saw and reported it. And you were flashing your brights. What? Who am I at what three in the morning? guns? I know. I don't know. I was like, well, I'm in the car. Like, I immediately would have driven... Slowly tried to get the license plate and then immediately pulled in my garage and called. Or driven away. Like in my mind, I'm thinking now they know where I live. Uh, and also, so I don't know. I have Cove in my home. I don't know if that's like, now I feel like, <laughs> well, I have Cove. So if they try to break in, it's immediately going to go to the police and everyone will know. Oh, like, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a security system. So uh, I have it on all the ground floor doors and windows. And if glass breaks, it sends an alert to the police and sends an alert to me. Yeah, so I should get that. Yeah, oh my God. It's like well, I mean, nine. I have this giant dog. It's, I have Lou also, but it's like $9 a month. Mm. So if somebody breaks in the house and shoots the dog, you know, like <gasps> then what? I know. Ruffy. I know. But yeah, so that was, uh, and that was my story of camaraderie and bravery. Oh my god. Are you god. dead? I know. I give you a commendation. <laughs> you get a purple heart. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh my god. Just trying to keep the plant life safe. Cheers it. Oh, thanks. Real timey <laughs> crimey. <laughs> you are a crusader for the potted plants. Who am I? Like, what? I'm calling the mayor immediately. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. You're, you're fucking nuts. I can't. Because me, I'm so anxious. I would have seen that and be like, this is not okay. And I would have immediately <laughs> ran in the house and cried and like done nothing. No, I, I don't know what I would have done. But that's what, I was just, I was so tired and I was so angry already. I was just like, oh God. Like, you want to fuck with these This plans? now? This is what's happening? Great. Did you ever see um, Adventures in Babysitting? Mm-mm. I think it's the first movie I ever saw that had the F word in it. <laughs> and It's a weird thing to remember. Well, I mean, I was a kid and I, they said the F word yeah. and I was like, oh! <laughs> but I don't know why this reminded me of the situation, but so she, whatever, this crazy shit's happening and she's, I don't remember why. I think she wants to go find her boyfriend cheating and then like chaos happens or whatever. Of course, always. Insane. And so at some point she ends up on like the subway or something and there's a gang and they're called the Lords of Hell. <laughs> And they're like ready to pick a fight. I don't know if one of the kids was doing whatever, but the the head. I'm a little lord of berries and cream. Yes. All I Did you say berries and cream? <laughs> oh my god! I'm a little lord of berries and cream. <laughs> yes, it was him. Sorry. So him hmm. gets mad or whatever, and he goes to Elizabeth Shue, who's the main character. Smart, but... He goes. I know, Bathory. Bathory? <laughs> he goes, don't fuck with the lords of hell. And she goes, don't fuck with the babysitter. Oh, stop <laughs> it. No. So oh, that's what that's it made me think of, like you're with the plant life. <laughs> don't fuck with the potted plants. Oh, we in the rich neighborhood now, bitch. <laughs> I have worked day and night potting these plants. Yeah, honestly, though, that's how I felt. I was like, but also, I... that in COVID times... That is a smart way to try and keep ahead in a business. But you're also stealing from yes. people who are hit by COVID times. And the fact that I know that the guy across the street is 90-something, yeah. you're going to fucking steal from him. Like, you know, his family was like, oh, I'll pop these plants for you because it's the only thing. Like, he goes out and waters every day. probably little grandson Johnny did it for him. His grandson's like my age. You know little, I mean? yeah. Like, We're, we are young. Teeny, we are tiny baby. Chickens. <laughs> All right. So. Sorry. That was in real-timey you know. crimey news. <laughs> I doubt that we'll have more, but if we ever do, it'll be the top of our episodes. 
top of the episode to you. So, bitch, you know what we're talking about right I now. can't wait. I am angry already. I don't oh. even really want to talk about it. <laughs> and I just wish... Oh, right. Never mind. ...deeply that we had more followers because my goal... I want him canceled and I want him canceled forever. I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Well, it did happen. We'll get there. It did happen. Sorry. Okay. But this is where I need whatever the one person that listens in the eight countries that we have (laughs) and like the the three people that listen in the United States, I need you to start a campaign. Like I, I, again, we've talked about cancel culture for days and I... I don't love it, but there are people that are getting canceled for one tweet that yeah. they quote in 2001. Yeah, and I'll go right on the record. Like, I, I didn't tweet because who has time? But, like, there are things that I said that mm-hmm. I would be mortified now. Like, how many times when you were little were you, like, ironically, oh, that's gay. Oh, that's so gay. Mm-hmm. I would never in a million... Mm-hmm. Give, give me all the LGBTQ+. plus. Like, mm-hmm. I would never in a million years say that now. But it was... not that It doesn't excuse it. But we didn't know better. We didn't and now think you know differently. better. And now we know better and we So change. let people learn, like, let them prove that they're different when you yes. find a tweet. Yeah, give them the space to, this like, This guy is it. not fucking different. He's not. So let's just get into it. This guy that we're talking about. Here we go. Full name. Mel. Columcile. I'm so sorry. Say it again. Columcile. C-O-L-U-M-C-I-L-L-E. Gerard Gibson. What is happening? He actually shares a birthday with the gentleman that I'm talking to right now, and that makes this gentleman think that they are best friends, and he will randomly send me pictures of Mel Gibson, and that isn't swell. Is his name the crime? Is that what you're here to talk about? The crime. What a horrible name that that is. Oh, the crime. It should be. But actually- Oh, yes, that's what we I can tell you why those are his names, I'm pretty sure, because I have it here. almighty. Okay, so he was born January 3rd, 1956. He's an American actor, film director, producer, and screenwriter. It's Mel fucking Gibson. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's born in Peekskill, New York. He moved to... New York. Oh. He moved to... With his parents to Sydney, Australia when he was 12. So, backstory, we'll get there. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't looked at these notes in forever. I don't know in what order I present them. But his father, like, they're all very, like, conservative. Like, How many... Flag the family, okay. Flag flying Republicans. He actually, at some point, I mentioned that Mel Gibson was seen saluting Donald Trump at an MA. Saluting fight. him? Yes. What is the? Is it hair? Like what is the no. salute? No, nope, oh. just a straight. Got it. As if he were somebody awesome. But mm-hmm. his so his father hardcore conservative. Like his father is a Holocaust denier. So I'm going to put that oh, right out there. Right. See, I think you can be a conservative and still be a good person. Absolutely. I don't believe in like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a Republican. I hate you. I think like. Especially fiscally, there's room for conservatism. Thank you. I don't believe that you should deny that this terrible thing happened to 1.6 billion people. Okay. But so people. what's another thing when it's you think about million. conservatives? Or let's not even say conservatives. We're going to say Republicans very specifically. Because okay. you conservative is, can be a separate thing. Sure. Republicans, they're all like pro-army and like pro-war mm-hmm. and pro-all this shit. So the reason that his father... I will father, say the standard lobbyists, yes. Yes. His father... Hutton Gibson Hutton moves them to Sydney because he believed that I what was it the does he have it somewhere accent? not really no Carmen Gibson whatever war it was there was a war and there was a draft probably Vietnam they moved to 
Sydney because Hutton believed that that would help his oldest son avoid the draft. Oh, sure. So it's okay for wars and drafts until it's your family. As long as it's got it. Okay. Perfect. So he's he's a winner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yikes. At least practice what you preach. Okay. mm -hmm. So Mel Gibson is of Irish descent. He's the sixth of 11 children. Not Scottish, as Braveheart would lead you to believe. Freedom. Okay. All right. He's the second son of Hutton Gibson, who was a writer, and his mother... I can't stress it enough. His mother, who is Irish-born, named Anne Patricia. Um, One of Gibson's younger brothers, Donal, D-O-N-A-L, which is a very Irish name. Donal. Yes. You see, you can do it. I can't (laughs) fucking do it. He, um, he's an actor too. I Googled him. He doesn't look super familiar. poor baby. (laughs) I know. So Gibson has stated that his first name is derived from St. Mel's Cathedral, which is the fifth century Irish saint and founder Uh, of Gibson's mother's local native diocese. His second name. Oh, honey, I'm pregnant. Can we please name it after the second native diocese? (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I guess you have to be a mini pope to really understand. (laughs) <laughs> like super mini the miniest yeah. of all the popes <laughs> the second mini pope <laughs> um so his second name columcile oh i hate it so much is also shared by an irish saint and is the name of the on a cliff no idea say it in irish on cliff there it is parish in County Longford. County where Longford. Gi- yes. No, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> where Gibson's mother was born and raised. Hmm. And because of his mother, Gibson retains dual Irish and American citizenship. Oh, can we just both exile him? And he's also a permanent Australian resident. Go hmm. anywhere else but here. Yeah. Goodbye. Oh, true. Yeah, you have other options. Mm-hmm. We Goodbye. don't want you. Goodbye. Why did you say, like, weakest link? Because <laughs> he is Goodbye. the weakest link. Literally. Oh, honestly. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Uh, so I'm about to talk to you, oh God, some episodes at episodes hence, but I'm about to talk to you about a bit of uh, mercury poisoning <laughs> and that was called calomel. So it's going to be everything in me not to say columcile when that I comes mean, just up. call it Mel fucking Gibson. He's a poison. <laughs> Please just put a pin in that. So six days from now when I'm like, columcile, remember that hilarious joke? <laughs> Herman Sherman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so in terms of his relationships, Mel Gibson met Robin Denise Moore in the late 1970s. I do remember him being married to not Oksana, and I don't remember her name. Robin. Okay. Denise Moore. They stayed together for a while. I believe so. Okay. But she's the one who... <laughs> Robin Denise Moore. Later, um, when all the shit comes out with Oksana Bayul, or not Oksana, Oksana Bayul. Bayul. go ahead. Um, good, good skater, though. <laughs> Um, when all that shit comes out, she writes a affidavit that says she never experienced any of that same behavior. Stop it. Mind your fucking oh, business. Oh, she must be getting tons of money. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that makes Actually, me Actually, I might be addressing that. I don't remember. Again, I haven't looked at these notes since 1984. Okay. Um, so I was yet to be birthed. Robin was a dental nurse. Um, on June 7th, 1980, Mel and Robin were married in a Catholic church. They have one daughter, Hannah, and six sons. Hmm. Edward, Christian, William, Lewis, Milo, and Thomas. The most recent being born in 1999. Wow. We have, so we have 1980, 1982, 1982. Why are they twins? 1985, 1988, 1999. After 26 years of marriage, Mel and Robin Gibson separated on July 29th. <laughs> 20 of which were spent pregnant. <laughs> Basically. 2000, so July 29th, 2006, they separate. 
um, in a 2000. This is important just because when we get to the uh, our little um, dramatic exercise, he mentions her. Our traumatic, Remember? dramatic like, exercise. We we didn't have any spiritual common ground. Oh God, yeah. I can't. Oh, you guys just wait. Okay, so. In a 2011 interview, Gibson said that the separation began the day following his arrest for drunk driving in Malibu. We will get there. Rob Robson. Rob Robson. Robin Gibson. Robson. Perfect. Filed for divorce on April 13, 2009, citing irreconcilable differences. In a joint statement, the Gibsons declared, oh, no. throughout our marriage and separation, we have always striven to maintain. Striven. Yeah. Strove. Bitch, thank you. (laughs) Striven to maintain the privacy and integrity of our family and will continue to do so. The divorce filing followed. So the divorce filing was April. Isn't the integrity of something like its ability to hold together, its cohesion? (laughs) So a separation, a cleft in that is... Remember that, what was it? A a, a conscious separation or whatever? Oh, a conscious uncoupling. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, fucking Gwen. I'd hate her too. She's a hot fucking... mm. I don't know what is about her, but I would do an episode because she's awful. Because she's talking about health things that are not that are arguably bad for your health things. Uh-huh. She's like old timey snake oil salesman. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh my god. I bet we can take her and find an old timey snake. You probably have an old timey snake I oil. I am about to touch on it. I'm gonna tink the rim of that, and then maybe we can do it as a new episode. Boom. Let me, let me add it to my notes. Please. Notes. No one knows that we took that down. But I'm also pissed because now we keep, we're doing strove and all that shit, but we said heated. I said heated so many times <laughs> in the last episode and not a single one of us said hoped. Hoped. That's the original. Past tense. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so the divorce was filed in April. What? <laughs> Ew. I hate your face. <laughs> the divorce. The divorce. The divorce was... The, the voice was finalized. <laughs> was foiled Does in anyone have that real accent? The voice. We're Listen. talking about a divorce. <laughs> My dad used to go, Thirty third in the third street where the boys chirp. What does it mean? Thirty third in the third street where the birds chirp. Got it. I don't fucking know. Woof. Okay. <laughs> hey, don't hate on Smirsh. I love Smirsh, but you know he's Thirty third in the third street in the boys chirp. Because I picture him just screaming that in the middle of nowhere, like having nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He just wanted to scream it. Yeah, like his jokes that he tells 97 times. <laughs> I love your dad. I know. I know. We need to have a dinner with him. Yeah. Oh, he would hate it. <laughs> no, he would not. He would love it. And he, but I'd be like, Dad, make us food, but like, make us our people food. <laughs> like, not your weird shit. We don't want any of that. Thanks for this weird gourmet meal, but like, ugh, do mm-hmm. you have any pizza? <laughs> right? Can you make us like macaroni? I think he makes macaroni and cheese with like jalapenos or something. He should make us lie out. Let me text him. Please do. No, I'll email him. I don't have so. <laughs> Smirsh! Smirsh. Okay, sorry. I've been trying to talk about this divorce for 95 years. I know. Years. Divorce, go ahead. The divorce was filed in 2009, and then wow. it was followed by... Wait. That doesn't make sense. Go ahead. Okay, so, so this says, Robin Gibson filed for divorce on April 13, 2009. Mm-hmm. The divorce filing... Oh, follow. Okay, never mind. It's right. So the divorce <laughs> was filed in April... And it followed the March 2009 release of photographs appearing to show him on a beach embracing, embracing Russian pianist, pianist Oksana Grigorieva. Grigorieva. This is Russian. Ah, Mother Russia. She probably eats zborscht. Also, I will say good it's for her KGB. because she's, she does have an accent and clearly is first generation American. And I think that it's important that she felt 
strong enough to stand up because probably that doesn't happen all the time. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like she spoke out and good for her. We're jumping the shark. We're not there yet. We didn't jump the shark. We're jumping the gun. There it is too. <laughs> um, Bitch, jump the shark. I know it's we're over. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're over too. No. <laughs> so the divorce was finalized December, 2011. Oh, here we go. The settlement with his ex-wife was said to be the highest in Hollywood history at, wait for it. The this highest is why, in Hollywood history. <laughs> this is why I write an affidavit saying that I never dealt with any bullshit because I got $400 million. Wow. Wow. I would write an affidavit for that for fucking sure. Absolutely. Well, no, but absolutely I wouldn't because if I already won it, why? Do you know what I mean? Like if I have it and you I, can't take it away. I wonder if part of it was that you an have, NDA. Could be. Do you know what I mean? Like, But is an NDA also like purposefully lying? Like shouldn't you just not talk about it at all? I think that when you sign a non-disclosure you can do so so that all circumstances preclude you from ever saying anything. And perhaps she was given an additional sum of money mm. for speaking out. Speaking positively. out. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So the couple reportedly did not have a prenuptial agreement, which is because he was an unknown <laughs> agreement. agreement. <laughs> a goose. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, so Joe Gary. Overactor <laughs> Jezebel. That would be so good. The pen that I hold in my hand is royal blue. <laughs> That's his best movie. Hands fucking. Down. I've had better. <laughs> How's it hanging? Short, shriveled, and always to the left. Liar, liar, guys, watch it. <sighs> Although I was just re-watching um, Jim and Andy or whatever about oh, him. so fucking weird. It's very fucking weird. Even him talking in it after the fact, is it's very bizarre. There was a... Dare? There was a thing on... Doi, doi, na doi street, na boy street. There was a thing prior to the divorce that... Uh, uh, there was a thing on... Divorce. BuzzFeed that... Uh, shut that, hell up. That was, that was BuzzFeed shut hell up. And it was saying that he... <laughs> Jim Carrey had had some kind of meltdown on the red carpet in front of some, like, reporter I'd never heard of before who probably, like, went into hiding afterward. But he had, like, a whole thing and, like, was walking around, like, orbiting her and, like, freaking out. I haven't watched it because I was, like, trying to sleep and sometimes the video is too much, especially when I've had Nolly Gummy. But mm. I was just, like, going to have to go back and watch that. And I wonder if it was during that time, Could like, be. he was all insane. Yeah. I mean, he's a... I would like to look into him. I don't know if he's an episode... Oh, Lord in any in way, heaven. but I and I don't want to cancel him because fucking liar. liar well, I also for days. would like to know if he has some mild forms of autism. I would. Do you know what I mean? Asperger's like, for days. Wait, that's why your child has autism. It has nothing to do with vaccines. Go ahead. Oh my god, is that a thing? Yes. Oh shit. Jenny McCarthy thinks that their Jenny. son. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy. Didn't you say Jackie? No, I said Jenny. <laughs> I hope we listen back and you actually say Jackie like that other time when you did. What did I think you said? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wiccan, whacken, something. Wiccan, whacken. So Wicked Wacket has a child with Jim Carrey, and then she's like... Jenny McCarthy is a child with Jim Carrey? Yeah, they were married for forever. She's married to Donnie Wahlberg now? No, yeah. And I had no... I well, knew obviously that she, she had, has a type. No, I'm just joking. They're not the same at all. Not even a little <laughs> bit. I knew that she was an anti-vaxxer. I didn't know her kid was with Jim Carrey. Oh, that's why. So, yeah, she has a kid with Jim Carrey and thinks that... But I'm, So now I just wonder if he's... You. Uh, some of the most brilliant people are autistic. Uh-huh. And I think he's got some... Shreds of brilliance. Like, I don't think Andy Kaufman had that same thing. I think he's 
just, a dick. Yeah, just an asshole. But if you're emulating that, like you've done Do it you very well. Do you see me gripping this? Gripping. I can't actually see because my own one is in the way, but. I am gripping. <laughs> we're never going to get through this episode. I'm sorry. I know. That's what I'm saying. You thought we were going to do four and like never. We're, no, I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> um, okay. So they didn't have a prenuptial agreement. And because California is community property, <laughs> Robin was entitled to half of everything earned during the marriage. So $400 million. Oh, plus. Also, because she, he wasn't famous when they met. So plus why homes, would you? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Why would you? I did. I don't know. Well. Just fucking sign it. Just. I don't see anything wrong Dotted with it. line. Me neither. If somebody asked me to sign one, absolutely. Yeah. It, it just protects all of us. Prudent sense. Exactly. Okay. Prudent sense. So on April 28th, Gibson made, uh, 2009, Gibson Practically made- your a, birthday. <laughs> 20 days after. <laughs> um, Gibson made a red carpet appearance with- Oksana. I almost called her Tatiana. Grigorieva. Yeah. Grigorieva. So Grigorieva had previously had a son with actor Timothy Dalton. Oh, who- yeah, let me Google. Yeah, you know him. I can tell yeah, you the what movie he's so in, but you know him. Um, and then she gave birth to Mel Gibson's daughter Lucia or Lucia on October thirtieth, two thousand nine. Um, by April two thousand ten, Gibson and Oksana had split. <laughs> on June twenty first, two thousand ten, Oksana. Oh, he's Mr. Pricklepants in Toy Story four. <laughs> that means nothing to me. No, me neither. But I know what his face looks like. Oh. On June 21st, 2010, Oksana filed a restraining order against Gibson to keep him away from her and their child. The restraining order was modified the next day regarding Gibson's contact with their child. And then Gibson obtained a restraining order against her on June 25th, 2010. We'll get more into this, but um, Oksana accused Gibson of domestic violence, leading to an investigation by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department in 2010. On July 9th, 2010, some audio recordings of a rant allegedly directed by Gibson towards Oksana were posted on the internet. And then the same day Gibson was dropped by his agency, William Morris Endeavor. Gibson's estranged wife, Robin filed a court statement. Is it a, it's God, not a strange James bond and license to kill. Yes. It's not a estranged wife. If you're divorced. Yeah, that's strange. I don't know. So his ex-wife filed a court statement declaring that she never experienced any abuse from Gibson. And she also experienced $400 million from Gibson. Maybe if, maybe when you have children together, if you haven't spoken to one another, you count as estranged. No. But it'd still be an estranged ex-wife. Like, you're legally mm-hmm. not a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some forensic evidence, evidences... Some forensic experts have questioned the... Vi- the Hello. Bitch. My name is Ellen. I'm the forensic evidences. <laughs> and the, I just... Instead of validity, I just was about to say validity. Like, this is for snickety persimmons all over again. <laughs> for snickety persimmons. It's a very it's particular too early fruit. for me to be having so much trouble. <laughs> oh, green. I can't stop, like, tap dancing below. Yeah, in your bra. <laughs> 110. And, but here's the question. Yeah. When he says, yeah, in your bra, is he saying that her tits weigh 110 Correct. pounds? Okay. Because it could also be you only weigh 110 pounds if you're weighing yourself in just your bra and nothing oh, else. Oh, no. That's, that's I assumed it was tits. Yeah, it's okay. tits. Okay. It's definitely tits. I mean, they're heavy as fuck. I know. So forensic ep- experts. I say episodes. This is not right. Validote. Vidility. It's vidility onions. <sighs> Forensic experts have questioned the validity of the tapes. Gibson himself did not deny that they were accurate at the time. 
Mm, what? How could you question the things he says? Well, maybe like mom? it was edited. Oh, go like, ahead and edit it. The things that you say, the sentences that you, you can say. definitely tell it's his voice, one hundred percent. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's what they're suggesting. Well, no, they're they're saying they could have been doctored in some way. Doctored. But what up. I'm saying is, it's his voice, obviously. So no matter what, those things came out of his Correct. mouth at some point. Yes. And we will re- we will. Visit yeah, that's the tape insane. Shortly. If I say that, if I scream the n word on this podcast. And then you're like, you take it and you copy it. And you're like, listen, this is voicemail Ellen left me. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You still I said have it. said the N-word. And that's not okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So Gibson did the deny that The of course, they... being Nancy. Absolutely. <laughs> Nickel. Pelosi. <laughs> I mean, some people do think that's quite the N-word. So Gibson didn't deny that they were accurate. And in 2011... Mel Gibson agreed to plead no contest to a misdemeanor battery charge. So this, ugh, I don't want to hate people, but in an interview <laughs> with Deadline Hollywood, Gibson expressed gratitude to longtime friends Whoopi Goldberg and Jodie Foster, Guys. both of whom had spoken publicly in his defense. Nope. About the recordings, Gibson said, and I quote, I've never treated anyone badly um. or in a discriminatory way based on their gender, race, religion, or sexuality, period. Oh, you just treat everyone like shit. Fair. Care. Got it. I don't blame some people for thinking that, though, from the garbage they heard on those leaked tapes, which have been edited. You have to put it all in proper context of being in an irrationally heated discussion at the height of a breakdown, trying to get out of a really unhealthy relationship. It's one terribly awful moment in time said to one person in the span of one day and doesn't represent what I truly believe or how I've treated people my entire life. Do you know what I will say? There was that leaked tape as well of... Oh, God. There... I want to say, um, what's his head? He was in Beetlejuice and he was in 30 Rock. And Alec he played Baldwin. Trump. Yeah, Alec, Alec Baldwin. He's a dick too. Yeah, and he was screaming at his child that Called she's a pig. fucking pig and blah, blah, blah while he was drunk. And I've never looked at him the same since. It doesn't mean, much like Michael Jackson, that I can't appreciate that your art was good, but I can't look at your art the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't divorce those two things. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that's a me problem. But I'm like, I just, I don't want... To, like, I, now that I know this about you, I can. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a terrible moment. I think in Alec Baldwin's case, he was hammered. Even when I'm at my drunkest, I don't mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Insults at the people that I love. Okay. Um, so in the same interview, Gibson stated, I was allowed to end the case, which is the aggravated whatever it was. What was it? Racist assault. <laughs> um, aggravated anti-Semitism. Misdemeanor battery charge. Uh. I was allowed to end the case and still maintain my innocence. It's called a West plea, and it's not something that prosecutors normally allow. But in my case, because AKA because I'm famous, there it is. the prosecutors and the judge agreed that it was the right thing to do. No, I could have continued not. to fight this for years, and it probably would have come out fine. But it end, but I ended it for my children and my family. This was going to be such a circus. You don't drag other people in your life through this sewer needlessly, so I'll take the hit and move on. I will say... That I think he is correct in trying to protect his children, who probably don't want to deal with this. But it's not true. But I would also give them a different last name and just be like, "Be free." I don't <laughs> believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think he knew he was guilty and he took the best oh, he could get. God, absolutely. So in August 2011, Gibson settled with Grigorieva, who was awarded $750,000, joint legal custody. so much less than the ex-wife. I know they were together longer, well, but... Well, they weren't married either. But this was, <sighs> like, uh, I'm assuming, like, a civil suit. Bitch, okay. don't start. We're not there yet, but get ready. 
She was awarded $750,000, joint legal custody, and a house in Herman Sherman Oaks. Oh, I love to hear it. Herman Sherman. So Welcome back. <laughs> she was awarded a house in Sherman Oaks, California, until their three-year-old daughter, Lucia, turns 18. How old is she now? I guess this was 2010, so she's... Wow. And she was 2011. God almighty. Yeah. Um, in 2013, Oksana sued her attorneys, accusing them of advising her to sign a bad agreement, mm -hmm. including a term that taking legal action against Gibson would compromise her financial settlement. And as of 2014, Gibson is in a relationship with former champion equestrian and vaulter and writer Rosalind Ross. Rosalind, gather yourself. Ross I gave the birth. Same way when what's his what's her tits? Lindsay Vaughn started dating Tiger, Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? I know. I know. They, uh, Tiger doesn't change its stripes, literally. Ross gave birth to their son and Gibson's ninth child, Jesus. Lars Gerard. Oh no! On January twentieth, twenty seventeen, in LA. Oof. Sorry, Lars. So that is his relationship history. My God. Now we're going to talk about his religion and faith. Mm. Gibson was raised a set of the cantist traditionalist. That's not Catholic. a thing. You have made that up. You, a mini pope, have made up something that I cannot refute as a Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Um, during the filming of The Passion of the Christ, he had daily visits from both local priests and priests from the Institute of Christ the King in Oh, France. and wasn't he so smug about that goddamn movie? It was horrendous. Remember you were getting an enema at the time? I, I was hate. giving myself an enema at the time. Yeah, you were receiving it as well. I but I think the key there is that I was giving it. I, I don't care about receiving it. Do you have to pee? Yeah, just like that. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. Okay. Ruffian's going to watch you pee. <laughs> when asked about the Catholic doctrine of extra... Ecclesium Nulla Salis, Gibson replied, there is no salvation for those outside the church. I believe it. Put it this way. My wife was a saint. She's a much better person than I am. Honestly, she's Episcopalian. Church of England. She prays and she believes in God. She knows Jesus. She believes in that stuff. And it's just not fair if she doesn't make it. She's better than I am. But that is a pronouncement from the chair. I go with it. When he was asked whether John 14, 6 is an intolerant position, he said that through the merits of Jesus's sacrifice, even people who don't know Jesus are able to be saved, but through him. Um, acquaintance Father William Fulco has said that Gibson denies neither the Pope nor Vatican II. Because I'm sure the Pope, the, the maximum Pope, not the mini Pope, is very concerned whether Mel Gibson denies him or not. In a 1990 interview with Barbara Walters, Gibson said, God is the only one who knows how many children we should have and we should be ready to accept them. One doesn't, or just kidding, one can't decide for oneself who comes in this world and who doesn't. The decision doesn't belong to us. Um, I completely disagree. As you have had some difficulties that you have discussed publicly on this podcast, he did break his way into the bathroom. I know, he loves to open a door. <laughs> I don't think that there's any god or religious figurehead who would be like, listen, you are mm -hmm. ugh, awful. So no uterus you. can't have you. any kids. Mm -hmm. you, oh, ugh, you're sickening. Mm -hmm. I think that your thing actually had more to do with a bad doctor, I'll tell you. No, like, I don't think so. Ugh, I get so angry. I know you do, but I, I think it is wrong. <laughs> but that's okay. Ruffin, could you please do a lay down? You're so fucking cute. You, you, He's hideous. You look like you smell. sad. You're yeah. so cute when you're sad. He's sick because I closed the door on Men have told that to me before. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no one has said that. You're so cute when you're sad. Ruffin, get your head off the desk and come do a lay down. Okay. So that was religion. Politics. Gibson has been described as ultra conservative. 
In July 1995 interview with Playboy magazine, Gibson said President Bill Clinton was a low-level opportunist and someone was telling him what to do. He said that the Rhodes Scholarship was established for young men and women who want to strive for a new world order. Oh, Christ. And this was a campaign for Marxism. Gibson later backed away from such conspiracy theories, saying, It was like, hey, tell us a conspiracy. So I laid out this thing, and suddenly it was like I was talking the gospel truth, espousing all this political shit like yes, I believed in it. Yes, because you're a goddamn figurehead, and people listen to you. But young you're full of shit. You believe you. that. No one asked you, hey, Mel Gibson, we're having a random fucking interview with you. Just throw a conspiracy at me. Did you see the me. QAnon guy who killed both his kids? Mm-hmm. I can't. We gotta do an episode about that. Once there's more information. I'm, I can't. A spear fishing gun like what because they had serpent dna God, the poor thing they were so cute they're little babies okay. but I'll, like also kill me if you're my father i don't want to deal with that cheers to that so also mel gibson you were in a movie called conspiracy theory and i'm <laughs> i don't know his movies i don't give a shit but was so he in a movie with oj no who's in naked gun not oj not no mel gibson leslie nielsen baby this is i need this don't put your slum on it what are you doing? Here, you want to eat this box? Nobody's going to eat it. Here. <laughs> um, so he says, I don't really believe these conspiracy theories. Somebody just asked me. Random Mel Gibson. What's a conspiracy? Sure. And then in the same 1995 Playboy interview, Gibson argued against ordaining women into the priesthood. One okay. was already ordained. In 2004, he publicly spoke out against taxpayer-funded embryonic stem cell research that involves the cloning and destruction of human embryos. In well, Mark- I can understand that if you're talking about, like, using aborted fetuses. I feel like that gets into a weird gray area. But if you're using, like, cord cells, go nuts. Mm-hmm. Here you go. This is going to heat you right up. Here I am. Hold it. In March 2005, he condemned the outcome of the Terry Schiavo case referring to Shivo's death as state-sanctioned murder. She was brain dead. She was dead. For, for all, what, 15 years? For all intensive, intensive purposes. purposes. She was absolutely deceased. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Also, I'm going to put this on the podcast, kill me. If there's ever any confusion or question, I, Ellen Carl, of Sound Mind. Bitch, if you sleep for too long, I'm fucking killing oh, you. Oh, good. Just get rid of me. You can't wake up and come do a fucking podcast with You me. actually should have killed me yesterday. 100%. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, she called. Something's wrong. And I saw your chance. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh <it> right. <laughs> okay, so Terry Schiavo. We talked about this. I don't know if I need to remind you. Terry Schiavo, she had a heart attack, we learned. And... Went into a coma, became brain dead, and was there for like 10, 15 years or hmm. something stupid. And, and the no husband, one's attending to her hair. The really. husband <laughs> had to beg to pull the plug, and he's saying it was state-sanctioned murder. So there's and that. isn't the person that you're in a relationship with, like arguably the person you're having these conversations with on the daily, because maybe you don't see your parents all the time or whatever. I would like to think that my parents will be dead by the time I'm ready to die, so I would tell my significant other, and like obviously my sister knows, like these are my wishes. Mm-hmm. If my mom decides that she's not strong enough to let me go, I don't. That shouldn't matter. Well, according to my father, he made both me and his girlfriend like his proxy mm-hmm. because he figured that if one of us couldn't do it, the other one would help them do don't it. Don't you have to agree though with two? I feel like that makes it more difficult. Well, in our case, it's not going to be difficult. Of course, I think we'll both be like, Just get shoot the him, fuck out of here, mm-hmm. smirch. Do you want me to smother him? I mean, I can. I'll do it. 
I've been watching a lot of Blacklist lately, so I'll just smother him. It's fine. Sweet. It's After he makes this jalapeno macaroni and cheese. Oh, God. It, not a moment before. Not a moment before. <laughs> so Gibson questioned the Iraq War in 2004. In 2006, he said that the fear-mongering depicted in his film Apocalypto reminds me a little of President Bush and his guys. So I guess at least he's both sides criticizing presidents. But if you're talking about opportunism... You're just plugging your movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. He later said in 2016, thing, 2016. <laughs> he said later in 2016 that he is anti-war, but has an appreciation for the sacrifices made by warriors. Are you anti-war because your father chose that stance so that your older brother didn't have to go to war? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, and what sacrifices were made so that he didn't have to go to war as well? Gibson complimented filmmaker Michael Moore and his documentary Ugh. Fahrenheit 9-11 when he and Moore were recognized at the 2005 People's Choice Awards. Gibson's Icon Productions originally agreed to finance Moore's film, but later sold the rights to Miramax Films. Miramax. I think that if you looked at my like political resume, it would seem that I appreciated Michael Moore. I think he's just a douche. I, I think he's like, just a, a shitster, and I think yeah. he does it to be famous. I don't think he gives a fuck about anything. Correct. Yeah, like I don't see a lot of activism coming out like i you know who actually deserves a lot of accolades bill gates mm. or not bill gates what um uh what bill clinton's running mate what is his al gore al gore for like he did a documentary and then has lived environmentalism for millennia i guess bill gates also but that's not the person that i had in my face <laughs> had in my face like i had his face in my dome <laughs> shit sir michael moore moore said so michael moore said that his agent ari emmanuel Claimed that top Republicans called Mel Gibson to tell him, don't expect to get more invitations to the White House. I was just thinking it's curious when, like, Scott Baio and things were going to the Republican convention during the... Like, Trump is a divisive character, no matter what you think about him. So, it's weird that Mel, with all of his stances and his salute that we recently learned about, wouldn't have been there. But I wonder if it's because he is so divisive, if he wasn't invited, because, like... Well, no, they're saying because Michael Moore's a, a liberal, so don't fund him, mm. or you're not going to come to the White House. But when he still a wasn't invited. President. Clearly, do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if something else happened. Well, maybe he was, and it wasn't a thing. I don't fucking know. Um, it wasn't in line with his opportunistic ideals, right? So, Icon's spokesman, mm. which is Gibson's production firm. Dismissed the story saying, we never run from a controversy. You'd have to be out of your mind to think that out of the company that just put out The Passion of the Christ. Okay. Was it a controversial film? Bitch. Yes. Like, I know that it was gory, but... No. It, it, I, I, we'll wait. I think I talk about it. All right. In a 2011 interview, Gibson stated, the whole notion of politics is they always, is they always present you with this or, or this or this. I'll get a newspaper to read between the lines. Why do you have to adhere to prescribed formulas that they have and people argue over them and they're all in a box and you watch Fox claw CNN and CNN claw Fox. Sometimes I catch a piece of the news and it seems insanity to me. I quietly support candidates, but I'm not out there banging drum a drum for candidates, but I have supported a candidate and it's a whole other world. Once you've been exposed to it once or twice, however many times, if you know the facts and see how they're presented, it's mind-boggling. It's a very scary arena to be in, but I do vote. I go in there and pull the lever. It's kind of like pulling the lever and watch the trap door fall out from beneath you. Why should we trust any of these people? None of them ever deliver on anything. It's always disappointing. I don't don't necessarily disagree disagree with that. Mm -hmm. But I, 
I can't believe anything he says because I do, I have him painted with my opportunistic brush at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Gibson revealed in a 2016 interview with George Ramos that uh, he voted for neither Donald Trump nor Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. Who was the independent candidate? Maybe he just didn't Bob. vote. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Bob Ross. Ross Perot. <laughs> that was not them. No, I know. Oh, like, can I finish? Yeah. Your boy. Can I finish it? Fucking, oh, Dana Carvey doing him. (laughs) When he's talking about movies, he goes, the movies these days, this is awful and I'm going to say a bad word, but he's like, I'm going to pay, I don't even know what movies cost then. I'm going to pay. Six dollars, go ahead. I think it was like 350. He's like, (laughs) I'm a, Waterworld, I'm going to pay 350 to watch Kevin Costner drink his own urine. He's like, Forrest Gump. I'm gonna pay three fifty to see a retard on a bench. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, I know, but it's so funny. That's what I'm saying. And he's though. like, can I finish it? Say it, can I finish? <laughs> oh, that's when he does OJ too. That's the best fucking comedy show I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Absolutely. I need to see if it's streaming somewhere because now I want to watch it again. <laughs> oh, OJ, drink. Shoehorn. That wasn't even a shoehorn. That no. was natural as fuck. Natural. And you brought OJ up with Lethal Weapon. It's Two natural. Drinks. It's nat. That's a joke. Do you know that joke? What? It's like, so there's a redhead, or like a brunette, a blonde. You're about to tell me a blonde joke right now. No. We're talking about discrimination. No. There's a brunette, a blonde, and a woman with green hair. And they're all wherever the fuck they are. And somebody comes up to the brunette and go, these people aren't going to be able to see what I'm doing. A rabbi, a they go, priest, and Mel Gibson. They go, oh, how, how did you get your hair that color? And the brunette, like, takes her fingers and runs it through her hair. And she's like, oh, it's natural. And then they ask the blonde, like, how did you get your hair that color? And she runs her fingers through the hair and she goes, oh, it's natural. And then they get to the green-haired woman and they go, how did you get your hair that color? And she does the same mov- movement, except she starts at her nose and she goes, it's natural. Oh, gross. Because boogers. <laughs> oh, boogers will be in my next episode. Woohoo! Okay. So that's his politics. Fucking great. Uh, now, Gibson has a drinking problem. Yeah. As do. Don't we all? I mean, Cheers. no. no. Cheers. Oh. Compare this to this and it's not. Oh, perfect. I found out my second glass. Absolutely. It took me a minute to pour. Pour. Oh, I don't get to make you a delicious. Hmm. I'll make you a delicious. My delicious. <laughs> Gibson has said that he started drinking at the age of 13. Okay. Um, in a 2002 interview about his time... At NIDA. What the fuck that even is? Wow. The Gibson. National Institute on Drug Addiction. Okay, there it is. What the fuck are you doing? Um, Gibson said, I had really good highs, but some very low lows. I found out recently I'm manic depressive. That's all I could find. Nothing about, like I had people. Manic depression. Which is also. Is Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit about Jimi oh, Hendrix. Oh, stop it. You don't know that song? Uh-uh. You would love that song. Um. Manic depression then is bipolar now. I found a lot of articles where some doctors were like, I've never treated Mel Gibson and I've never met him and this is how I would or wouldn't diagnose him. But that was just an offhanded comment that he made that is not verified in any way. Can I for one second? Uh, Yes, Jimi Hendrix. I think I prefer the term manic depression because it it infers an intermingling of the two where bipolar is Mm -hmm. like you're this or you're this. Yep. But I think in one singular day, you can experience both, and you can have them both at the same time, where you're very manic, but you're also internally feeling very depressed. That's why I got diagnosed, misdiagnosed as bipolar, too. They told me that my depression was so severe, because apparently 
bipolar depression is the worst of the depressions. Mm. So my depression was so severe. But that was dysthymia? Or that was a different doctor with a dysthymia? This was Dent that mm. fucking... They told me I was bipolar, bipolar too because my depression was so severe and additionally I talked fast. We're from New York. And also my mom was dying. Mm. So let's put all that into context. But over-medicate me for 95 years. That makes perfect sense. How old were you? 26 and you were on there? 23. Okay, so he just offhanded in 2002 says that he's manic depressive, that he recently found that out. I have schizophrenia. Hopefully that negates everything I've said on this podcast. It really does. Do you think that's okay? It really does. I have dissociative identity disorder. You can tell by my awful accents. (laughs) Accents. Accents. Gibson was, this is all relating to his alcohol use. Gibson was banned from driving in Ontario, Canada for three months. In 1984, after rear-ending a car in Toronto while under the influence of alcohol. Can I say one thing about Canadian driving, though? They merge very late. They wait. If they're on the on-ramp, they wait until the very last possible second. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Why? Why? Mm. That makes no sense. We do it wrong here. That's what you're supposed to do. But that makes no sense. Because if you don't have the space, now you're fucked. Mm -hmm. So, like... Am I supposed to move over? Because there's not enough space for me. I'm not going to go more than five kilometers above the speed limit because I don't fucking know if I'm going to get arrested. So I stay in the middle or the second lane. But they wait until the last possible second and then they're like, well, you better have room for me. Well, the argument is, is that the whole point of an on-ramp is you're building up speed as you I go. Will say so when you get to the end, ours, you're supposed to be at the appropriate speed. You merge right in and you go. I think you got to take into account the oncoming traffic. Like if it's a traffic jam... Then what? Yeah. Like, just try to merge when you're able to merge. That's exactly right. <sighs> but also, I have anxiety. Mm. Okay. So, after that, he retreated to his Australian farm for over a year Bye. to recover, but he continued to struggle with drinking. Despite this problem, problem, fuck, I don't want to live Probsum. this life. Vidalia onions. Vidality. <laughs> Vidalia, you said it right. Yeah, I know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Say it again. Hmm. <laughs> no, it was touch their dicks and unite <laughs> into shorts. I was like, I don't remember seeing that. That's fucking brilliant. Because I literally was picturing men in a circle, dick out, touching the tips. I'm like, the power of Grayskull. Yeah. But he man's not a douche lord. Hmm. Okay. So even though he has a drinking problem, Gibson. Gained a reputation in Hollywood for professionalism and punctuality such that frequent collaborator Richard Donner, whoever the fuck you sure, are, no idea. was shocked when Gibson confided that he was drinking five pints of beer for breakfast. So you're a functioning alcoholic. Lots of people are. That doesn't make you special. Mm-hmm. Um, reflecting in 2003 and 2004, Gibson said that despair in his mid-30s led him to contemplate suicide, and he meditated on Christ's passion to heal his wounds. I'm sorry for anybody who's very religious, but you're going to hear a very... I don't know what the name of the tone is that I'm giving. I apologize. Secularist? Sure. But really, it's like disgust and i'm (laughs) I'm sorry i i don't judge anybody i'm just Uh, yes the expression of emotion in men and animals exactly disgust secularism same thing (laughs) i'm just i'm just judging him i'm not judging you i'm so sorry i just can't so he took more time off acting in 1991 and sought professional help no one missed him 
So there was a whole thing about um, him going to AA because he's famous. Okay. And. Oh, it's hard to be anonymous. Exactly. So. They should have like, you know how they have like celebrity dating Mm-hmm. apps they should have like celebrity but even dating. still i mean another celebrity could go talk shit about another like you're oh, I would never absolutely going to be get that money absolutely there was it got out and the his attorneys were trying to block like Why but block what's the problem it? with being an aa just i mean i don't it. like aa and i don't think it's well, helpful but just y- say i'm trying to get help absolutely Gibson provided financial support to Hollywood's recovery center saying alcoholism is something that runs in my family it's something that's close to me people do come back from it and it's a miracle on August 17th, 2006, my mom's birthday, Shroon's birthday. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is that important? Oh, my mom was alive. That was her last birthday. Oh, excellent. Good for her. What happened? She died. Oh. Oh, you mean with Gibson? Yeah. No, yeah, no, not with her life in general. That I was aware. <laughs> what happened? She died. She's dead. Spoiler alert. It was her last birthday. I just said that. Call <laughs> oh, the passion of the Christ. <laughs> The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. I have exorcised <laughs> She's so cute. the demons. <laughs> this house is clear. I only know that because Jim Carrey does it. <laughs> August 17th gives him... August 17th of what year? Hold on. Oh, that's after the tapes, I guess. So I have tapes at 2010 is where I started. 2006. Ooh. Gibson pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor drunken driving charge and was sentenced to three years probation. He was ordered to attend self-help meetings five times a week for four and a half months and three times a week for the remainder of the first year of his probation. He was also ordered to attend a first offenders program, was fined $1,300, and his license was restricted for 90 days. Okay. Did you ever see that thing of, like, fines are just what rich people have to pay to do the thing they want to do? Mm -hmm. When he was arrested... Um, he was speeding and had an open container of alcohol. Hmm. Gibson, according to a 2011 article in Vanity Fair, Gibson first told the arresting officer, my life is over. I, this is what he says predisposed or started the divorce with Robin. Sure. My life is over. I'm fucked. Robin's going to leave me. According to the arrest report, Gibson exploded into an angry tirade when the arresting officer would not allow him to drive home. Gibson said to the officer, fucking Jews. The Jews are responsible for all the wars wars in the world. Are you a Jew? Like what? How much anger must you have displaced Mm -hmm. and specific to even say that? So now someone, according to his friend, he says, like, so he said that Mel Gibson came home that day and his house was empty. So Robin had moved with the children. So his friend says, it is my belief That on the night of his arrest, he felt that he had just absolutely failed as a human being. Mel was was trying to invite death by cop. I don't think this was about being anti-Semitic. Police. I think he was trying to rile the guy into pulling out a gun and shooting him. Let me tell you this right now. One time I got pulled over. Do you know the story? On the 190 South. And I had run out of gas. I wasn't, like, being pulled over actively. I run out of gas and I called Chris and I was like, please, I need... Can just bring me like whatever's in your tank for your gas, uh, mower, mower. So he was about to come. He's 10 minutes away. Police come up behind me. It's snowing. And the guy's just standing there with his lights on. I'm like, bruv, what is this? And it, it maybe 20 minutes pass. And I'm like, first of all, where's Chris? You know, he's not coming. He's probably fell back asleep. Second of all, 
what is happening? So I get out of the car and I approach the police vehicle. Not the right thing to do. No, not the never. right thing to do. But I'm a little white female, so at the time. And so the guy comes out of the thing, still pulls a gun on me, doesn't shoot. Had I been a black male, surely it would have ended differently. He comes out of the car, pulls the gun on me, and is like, get back in the car, get back in the fucking car. And then he approached me after I got back in the car and was like, here's why you're being pulled over or whatever. Like, whatever the the stationary version of pulled over is. Mm -hmm. But explained himself. But, like, approach me. I don't know what the hell this is. Like, I don't – what are you doing? Yeah. And no one – like, you're not going to get shot for calling, asking – talking shit about Jews. That's not real. Right. That's what I'm saying. My point is approach him aggressively and violently and And you'll be shot. Pretend you have a gun. You'll be shot. Yes. So this guy says the reason he believes that he was trying to commit suicide by cop is when he was leaving – is because he wasn't? Go ahead. He had been dining at the Moon Shadows Malibu on the Pacific Coast Highway, and he went to every single table and said goodbye. Why would you say goodbye to every table unless you think you're because never going you're to see them again? Because you're in love with your fame. You're in I believe love with that your fame. that was, that that, I believe that what was going on that night was a farewell. Also, maybe you never were going to see them again because they were random ass tables of humans you've never seen before. Thank you. Okay. So. So uh. that's one rant. Mm-hmm. Anti-Jew. Then... Now we're going in weird. So now I'm basically just covering all the bullshit he's ever said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In 1984, Gibson told the press, and I quote, feminist, for Christ's sake. What does it mean? It's a term invented by... It's a term invented by some woman who got jilted. Incorrect. A decade later, he threw out a wider net. Men and women are not equal, he said. I had a female business partner once. Didn't work. She was a cunt. According to... Dean Devlin, who uh, is a friend or whatever of Mel, he said, Mel will say anything to shock you, whether he believes it or not. Nothing makes him happier than seeing your jaw drop. It's a very childlike thing. This is the actor in him trying to get a response. So the implication is that Gibson doesn't always believe what he's saying. However, you find the same views in his movies. So the whole thing with The Passion of the Christ was that it, wait, I think I get there. Hold on. Slow down. So in December 1991, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD, accused Gibson of homophobia after a December 1991 interview in the Spanish newspaper El Pais, Mm -hmm. in which he made derogatory comments about homosexuals. Gibson was accused of gay bashing because of a scene in Braveheart in which a homosexual character is thrown out of the window. I feel like you shouldn't be accused of what happens in your films. But if you write your film... And you're making fun of the only homosexual in the movie, and then you have him thrown out of a window. That's fair. I, I, when shit happens and it's old timey, I feel like there's a, a different vibe in the atmosphere. Like if he had written a 2010 movie and he was like, "Let's kill the only gay person," like that would not be great. But the way the gay person was depicted, but was also, also that's not derogatory. the gay person problem. The gay person problem is like he's got all these other issues well, exactly. with homosexuality that he's voiced as himself. So Glad branded Gibson as a homophobic after a December 1991, 1991 interview in which he told Spanish newspaper, gays take it up the ass. There it is. Gesturing towards his posterior, he said, this is only for taking a shit. Then he apparently voiced anxiety that some fans assume he's gay. Do I look like a homosexual, he asked. Do I talk mean? like them? Do I move like them? No, you're not hot enough. Gibson later defended his comments and rejected calls to apologize. When asked about Glad's criticism, he told Playboy, I'll apologize when hell freezes over, they can fuck off. Wow. Also, like, what? But then, at later, 
Gibson joins Glad in hosting 10 lesbian and gay filmmakers for an on-location seminar on the set of the movie Conspiracy Theory you know in what? January 1997. This is because you want to get your movie promoted and some publicist was like, listen. Yep. You are but missing Glad, out. what are you doing? I agree with you. I will say that there's always room for apologies, as we've mentioned before, if it's happened in the past. If it's happened fairly recently, mm-hmm. this is this person's stance mm-hmm. and do better. Like, mm-hmm. do better. So in 1999, when he was asked about the 1991 interview, Gibson said, I shouldn't have said it, but I was tickling a bit of vodka during that interview and the quote came back to bite me on the ass. Vito Veritas. Thank you. So Heath Ledger and Mel Gibson grew close when they were filming The Patriot, where Heath Ledger played Gibson's son. Ledger had asked Gibson whether he should take the role of Ennis Del Mar in Brokeback Mountain. And oh, it would have made the movie horrendously unwatchable. Gibson strongly counseled against it. He said, or the role apparently ran counter to Gibson's morality, and he told Heath Ledger that it would ruin his career. When Heath took the job, Gibson cut ties with him and said that the, the result of that scenario broke his heart. Hmm. The issue with his Passion of the Christ is that... Basically, he framed it as if it were the Jews that were like murderous, crazy people that wanted Jesus to be killed. My friends from the forest? The Jews. The Jews. <laughs> but so he, they, it was believed that the way he orchestrated the film, the Jews were the ones that were like, murder Jesus. I think Jesus. I didn't get that at the time, though I've only seen the movie once. I've never watched Had it. Had I, I rewatched it. it? The thing is, at some point, I don't know if it was the Vatican, I don't know what it was, but there it was like acknowledged that that it wasn't the Jews, and it's like anti-Semitic to believe it. Like it was like a blanket so statement. Jesus was the, wasn't it the Roman? Jesus was the leader of the so Jews. My right? under, yes, my understanding as a mini pope. God, I need your enlightenment. I'm a, I'm an ex slightly mini cardinal. Mini cardinal. But uh-huh. my understanding cardinal is Riesler. there was Jesus. And Pontius Pilate, who was like the Roman whatever the fuck. That's a drink? No, it's a man. Oh. Pontius Pilate wanted to kill Jesus, but he was worried about killing Jesus because of like the ramifications. And then there was this other prisoner called- Why did he want to kill him? Because he was uh, going against Roman polytheism and he was like, God is a one thing and everyone's great. But he didn't like, he was worried about the optics of it, I think. So he- said either we're going to crucify Jesus or we're going to crucify this other prisoner, Barnabas. And whatever happened, he let the crowd pick. And Barnabas chose the circus life. Yes. and Famously. Yes. And okay. then the greatest showman. Sure. But, yeah, so then the crowd chose Jesus and whatever. That's roughly what I know. And there, the, so the implication is that it was the Jews... That were like, kill Jesus, kill Jesus, kill Jesus, but that doesn't make sense, and that's not really what happened. Also, I don't know that I got who that knows what the fuck really happened? This was written millions of years after everybody shut the fuck up. How about that? Yeah. Mind your business. Worry about yourselves. And, I mean... Who's trying to kill a fly? Actually, I was doing that earlier, last night, earlier. Um, arguably, so... Oh, we have to have a religion episode. I don't want to get into this. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I want to get into this, but not right now. You know what I mean? In 2003, he famously denounced New York Times columnist Frank Rich for scolding him about the Passion of the Christ, saying, so this was someone... Picture wagging finger. Right? (laughs) 
So this was saying like this was anti-Semitic, whatever. Mel God, Gibson. I gotta rewatch it. I think. Oh, I can't. I'll fast forward the episode, the parts of the Cat of Nine Tales. But I mean, you could probably just research the theory on why it is oh, or isn't. Whatever. I'll just watch. It. It's boring to read. Oof. So we're talking about this columnist, he said, "I want to kill him. I want his intestines on a stick. I want to kill his dog." Speaking about one of his unauthorized biographers, he once said, I have to pray for the guy who did it so I don't kill him because the motherfucker hasn't got any balls. He's a pussy and I hope I never meet him because I tear his fucking face right did off. Did he write that, The Passion of the Christ? Yeah. The Christ? Like, what does that mean? In a recent interview with GQ, this is actually recent, Winona Ryder recalled an unpleasant encounter with Gibson 15 years ago. She said, I was at one of those big Hollywood parties and he was really drunk. I was with my friend who's gay. Gibson made a really horrible gay joke, and somehow it came up that I was Jewish. He said something about oven dodgers. <gasps> I was like, he's anti-Semitic and he's homophobic and nobody believes me. And you're a war dodger. An oven dodger. You haven't done anything wrong. What? Did you even? Like, that makes me want to puke. That makes me want to puke. Hey, you, you haven't been, right? You don't travel abroad. Famously, no. you hate it. Okay. Now we have anti-Semitic statements. We have anti Fast statements. Remember when he was QAnon? What? Remember when he was QAnon? We have anti-fact statements as oh. well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We have anti-Semitic, anti-gay, anti-woman. Mm-hmm. And then there was also more... This I don't have in my notes because I couldn't quite understand. But so there was one thing where he was wanted to do... Apparently it's still in the situation of a movie Mike about Sorrentino. the Maccabees. And he wanted it to be... Which is, I think they're... I have it in my head. They're Jewish. It's Bible-y. And it's like, he wanted it to be like Passion of the Christ, where you're using the actual language from back then, like Aramaic or whatever. And there's a recording of him. It's not, there's no like derogatory anything, but so he was with the writer and the writer's son records him. And he was mad because the writer hadn't wrote enough or whatever. And you just hear him screaming, and he's running around and there are people eating. He's like, everybody fucking eating and like insane. So whatever. I and then see a little bit. And then there's another bit where apparently there is a well-established family called the Rothschilds. Rothschilds. Rothschilds, yeah, that's the thing. They're like a, a Jewish family of high I feel like it's a store, Rothschilds. But they're like a family yeah. and they're Jewish. And so he wants to do a movie and he was going to call it Rothschild. And everyone was like, you are anti-Semitic. You don't depict Jews properly in your films. Why are you trying to do this? And he was like, well, you know, it's not about them. That's why it's called Rothschild. But it is about a family. Oh, they established the banking business in the 1760s. There you go. So my question to you. So now we have an offhanded remark that he's manic depressive. I read articles where people were like, you may think it's this. You may think it's this. It could be this. And I haven't, you know, because like a psychiatrist or a psychologist can't really diagnose anyone without talking sure, to them. Sure, of course. Of but course. what is clear is that he has a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. So basically what ended up happening at some point, he, no, at some point he is like, what is it called? Black booked? What is it? Blacklisted? Blacklisted from like for four, 10 years, 14 years where... No one wants any part of him. And at some point, Robert Downey Jr. and Jodie Foster speak out. And like, I get Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. You had a situation. A problem. Absolutely. He was like, it's time to give the guy a break. But Robert Downey Jr. Didn't... Different. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
He never was anti-Semitic. Uh-huh. However, so then Mel Gibson manages, and it's very smart, to weasel his way back into Hollywood by starting as, like, a director. So he wins an award for directing Hacksaw Ridge. Mm -hmm. So he's, like, very, he's peripherally related. You don't have to watch. But he's not, he's not the face of it. And then Jodie Foster put him in a movie called The Beaver or whatever. What the fuck is that Jodie Foster do better. She's gay. Is she? Yeah. Well, cool. So he's now currently more accepted in Hollywood than he was before. And he's trying to make his way back into it. My question is, so yeah, we did good for 10 years or whatever the fuck when he wasn't a thing. At what point? So you have alcoholism, potentially bipolar. At what point is that not a good enough excuse? Like at what point are you just a dick? Because there's lots of alcoholics that don't, like when they're drunk, they don't talk shit about gay people and Jews and females. And you're I'm drunk bi- right now. Thank you. And I love all of those people. Bring them on. Bitch. Would Give me you. a gay Jewish female. I will hug her for years. We hired the new Nyotic guy is gay. And he paints and he goes to Marcella's. And I can't We, we need to be his friend. Please. 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 Oh, all I want to do is talk to him, but I, I don't want to like yeah. cross up. Don't jump. Okay. Gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't jump. To I'm going to try to control my excitement, but I'm really excited that he's gay. <laughs> so. My question is, mm-hmm. at what point do we have to hold someone personally accountable for what is very clearly their views and not a function of any mental disorder they may have? Yes. I have two quick questions. Do you think, based on the evidence presented, <laughs> very Dodd or whatever you said, based on the evidence presented, do you think he has a Very drinking- Dodd? What did you say? It was not Vidalia. Vidility. Vidility. Very Dodd. <laughs> very Dodd Lincoln. For, for um, I think, do you think he has a drinking problem? Or do you think when you are caught doing something you shouldn't be doing, it's easier to say, oh, I have a drinking problem and push the blame there? No, I think he's an alcoholic. You do think he's an alcoholic? Yes. Okay, I just need to clarify Apparently that. Apparently he's been sober for supposedly 10 years or something. I don't fucking know. I'm just thinking when you have psychiatrists say, it seems the diagn- the self di- seeming self diagnosis of manic depression at the time seems convenient. Yes, might also this like he hasn't been diagnosed with alcohol. You know what I mean, like um, alcohol use disorder. So I just that to me, I was. Like, I do think he is an alcoholic, one hundred percent. Okay. However, I lived with an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and while it was awful and shitty things happened. Never once was it about Jews or females or gay people. Right. And I right. still hold her responsible. Oh, God. Drunk or sober. Absolutely. Yes. So- and you're a famous person. You know that the shit that you're going to say is going to be broadcast. That was my other so question. So you very clearly have wanton disregard for the way you affect people. Right. And like, I understand that, especially with... With stars who became famous. Like, I'm thinking about, like, the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, the, that generation of stars. Baby. Who became famous with, like, the Mickey Mouse Club, and they were very, very young. Mm-hmm. And they grow up in the public eye, and they desperately need some reprieve from it. I do feel like when you've achieved a certain level, and, like, for me, that level is just pay off my student loans. I'll go work at Target. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, when you've achieved a certain level of financial independence... If you feel like the views you have, right or wrong, are inconsistent with the views of the minority or the majority, you can just sort of like 
not say it out loud. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just like remove yourself from the situation. Shirley had plenty of money to just like, you know what? I recognize that times they are a changing, mm-hmm. and I am blatant anti-feminist. So shut the fuck up. Like I'm sure there's plenty of like deep-seated racists that don't oh, run and join the KKK. God Almighty, Absolutely. they just secretly seethe with rage. That's like, where I'm having some difficulty. So I recognize him as an opportunist in that he clearly, ha- I think he clearly has these views. I'm a firm believer of the things that you say while you're intoxicated or under the influence are an indication of how you truly feel. Mm-hmm. Because and where are you pulling that from if not? Where are you pulling that from? And I recognize that especially like on a recorded podcast, like there are times when I'll say something, but most of the time I'm doing something, I'm saying something for a joke, but I... I rarely, if ever, will reach for, like, a gay joke, mm-hmm. a black joke. Like, what the fuck? I just made a booger joke, for fuck's sake. It Thank wasn't you. even a blonde joke. Yes, exactly. Like, I just, there's, it would take significant, purposeful digging for me to find something funny about the struggle of those two I'm more likely to say something mean about someone personally. So, like, I know you, and I think you're dumb, oh my or God, whatever. Absolutely. But, like, but it's on. never a blanket statement about and a population. I know you. Come for me. Thank Read you. me the house down. Like, you that's... talk too fucking much, God. and you don't... I, I told John, I was like, oh, I better put a bra on. Alan doesn't like when I don't have bras on. <laughs> and he goes, why? How are you friends? I'm like, that's a really good fucking question. We can't even talk about Kegels. Oh, God, and heaven can we ever. So you're, like, very repressed. I get it. I have... <laughs> I just you're like, not trying to burn bras. Cool. Maybe I'm gay and I just feel very uncomfortable. And you don't want to see my yeah. raw ass tits. I know they're <laughs> they are seductive. What is it when you're self hating gay? My oh, yeah. third mm-hmm. question is: Do you feel that in this time of streaming, Hollywood has done a sufficient job of blacklisting someone when their movies and their productions are free? To a streaming audience. Surely that person still gets residuals. Absolutely. So do you think that that's a sufficient blacklist? Just because he hasn't made new... Well, he has. Pro- well, but like in that span, because he hasn't made new product, is that a sufficient blacklist when he was still available on Netflix and Well, it's, to me, it's like I'm pretty sure Spotify took R. Kelly out of their Bye, catalog. Bye, bitch. Bye. That, that is... I'll run my hands through someone else's fro, okay? Thank you. I do love those songs, though. I need song. someone else to record them. Regular Ignition? So bad. Do you want me to do it? I'll do it. Regular Ignition is fucking awful. It's so bad. Oh, my God. No I wonder remember. you had to I had to post it. about it on Facebook. Miserable. So mm. But, yes, my point... Like, if you're blacklisting someone, mm-hmm. then they're blacklisted. Yes. They shouldn't be... Like, when we were talking about Cosby, and does he still make money from Jell-O? Like, Absolutely. He should not be. No. Or like the Cosby Show, which is being rerun. It's being broadcast on these streaming networks. I mean, I think the Cosby Show has value, and I don't want. But it I don't to think be. he should make money. I from agree. It. Everyone else, give them all. Well, Felicia, she can. She's got to mm-hmm. buy Felicia, but buy for Felicia. But she's got to <laughs> like. Yeah, but so that's my point, and it again, like Kevin Hart got called out for like ten years ago. He posted a sort of homophobic that, tweet. That to me is more. Like, I'm not, I, again, it's very hard to be a child in school in the 90s. Like, we did this when we thought something was stupid. Do you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, that that mortifies me today and makes me want to cry. Like, the fact yeah. that that was ever a thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But for this person to blatantly be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not fucking apologizing. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. How can you not see that this, like, marginalized community mm-hmm. trying desperately to, like, Rise up and show people, like, we're fun, we're just humans, we're just, I don't know, like... I don't, like, I just don't get it. You can't... 
you can't. You just can't pick and choose. No, correct. And if you're talking about a tweet versus a pattern mm-hmm. of behavior of literal yes, anti-communities. Uh-huh. Anti-everything. That's exactly right. Anti-everything that's not... Him. Yes. Irish Catholic. That's all you agree with. Like, to to stop knowing Heath Ledger because he played a homosexual? Are you Insane. fucking kidding and me? And that movie was so good. Like, it was such a... Oh my god, it broke my whole heart. Broke my heart, but also was like a realistic portrayal of like the struggle that uh-huh. these communities and people who... Like, and as an actor... Sexuality is so Like, fluid. so what that means to me is that Mel Gibson has never played a part that's against who he really is. But then think of the parts he's played. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then I do actually I learned that James Corden is kind of a dick but I do feel badly for straight people who play a gay character and then get backlash because it wasn't cast as a gay character mm-hmm. I agree let's give like well clothes. I heard who was it Chris Kristen Stewart she's gay mm-hmm. and there was she is so hot now like she should have been gay a million years ago she is like smoke show. it's the gay glow up oh my god but she, I, it was her or somebody, it was a gay actor who was asked their thoughts on should gay or like trans people only be considered to pay gay, gay or trans, trans roles. And she was like, kind of no, because right. then that implies that she can't p- play oh a straight God. character. And that's what I'm saying. I'm watching Pose and I have no idea. Oh, they're all, they're all brilliant. trans. They're all so good. And I'm like, I can't tell which one of you lives life. As a man, which one of you lives what life as a woman? Which one of you is it's, trans- It has the most trans cast in the world. And they're all amazing actors and actresses. Like, they're so good. So as long and as you're giving them, them equal opportunity Correct. and you're basing it on best fit regardless, yes. then Correct. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But so I just don't understand how he's still allowed to exist. And Robert Downey right. Jr., I love you, and I know you went through some shit, but it was very different, and you need to pick the hill that you're going to die on. And I hope you're still not trying to die was on Mill Gibson's hill. Was he an abuser, a domestic abuser? Was that what happened when he was high? I know he I did I don't cope. remember. I, I actually don't know cocaine. a lot about his past, That's but I love thing. him. And Yeah, and like Johnny Depp, famous drunk. Famous. Stephen King, famous drunk. None of the things that they did were anti-homosexual, anti-Jew, anti... They're, mm-hmm. You have to be harboring so much self-hatred mm-hmm. to spew hatred toward these groups And, like, that just I can't admit even. it. Like, your father was a Holocaust denier. Right. Just say, I am sorry. I was raised with these certain point oh, of views. we'll talk about it. And I understand that they are not okay. I'm working actively. Mm-hmm. Don't lie and have your friends say that it's because you like to make people's jaw drops or you were you were asked about a conspiracy theory. You feel this way. This is how you fucking feel. Yeah. And again, I know, I've said this before, I've talked about it to people. There are times when I exist as a human being and a racial stereotype will cross my head. Mm-hmm. And I know that is not okay. And I say to myself, that's not acceptable. And I'm working on it. Yeah. But also, I make it a point not to treat anyone on the basis of some stereotype that has been ingrained due to our society. Absolutely. And at some point, that's all you can do and you try to better yourself. Absolutely. But there's no acknowledgement of that. You're saluting Donald Trump at an MMA fight. I don't even think he... I don't know if he was even president then. It was like post-presidency. So like... Are you going to salute Obama? Absolutely, you're not going right. to. Jimmy Carter? You're going to see <laughs> his old ass do? with peanuts and be He's like, very small. From the videos I've seen, very, very tiny. <laughs> but so I just think 
if we're going to apply cancel culture the way we are, number one, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But number two, he should be on the list of fuck off. I don't care what you direct. I don't care. We're not celebrating you in any way. Right. And just because he was on hiatus for 10 years, he still has a fuck ton of money. He was still making money. That's the other thing. Like, if you... Like, let's say there's a situation where I can suddenly no longer ever do research ever. Like, I've been black. I still really love it, and I believe in it, and I still probably would practice that, especially if I had made sufficient funds where that would tide me over to the rest of my life. And I'm just like, hey, I have this question. Listen, I'll work with you. You're still a fundable researcher. I don't want any... Yeah, I I, I just want to know this idea. Can you help me make this happen? I'll work with you every step, whatever you need help. I just, I have this, it's a burning question I just need to know. Like that to me, if he really wasn't doing this for the money, and I'm sure he had to pay off Mm -hmm. thousands of people Mm -hmm. to keep this silent, but I just. And here's my thing, and I feel like I am allowed to judge on this topic. I've always felt this way. So my whole life, I have been depressed. My whole life. It's because you're awful. It is. (laughs) And I'm working on it. No, it's all jokes. (laughs) But never once since age five did I take my depression and take it out on someone. Did I ever use it as an excuse to behave poorly? And part of it is because I direct all of my hate inward and maybe lucky for me, no one else has to suffer. about this? But never, like the worst you get out of me is like, I can't get out of bed. My house is dirty and I'm crying. Can you hug me? Like I'm never treating someone like, no bitch, give me a dumpster. We're coming. Yeah, you won't hug me, but you'll do the (laughs) other fucking shit. But like, I'm never going to treat someone poorly because of some issue that I'm dealing with. Actually, this whole time I was thinking about your... Assault was maybe not a direct assault, but your first experience with unwanted sexual visuals was an African-American man who was masturbating. And for you, I understand how the view of an African-American, to me, it's difficult to parse apart because I think the view of any penis for me, if I had that situation, would be difficult. Mm -hmm. Like that would be hard for me. And it was for a long time. Right. So I don't think now, I think you're still working on that issue. And I think maybe if we talked 30 years from now, you would be... Fucking black eyes for days. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think you're like, well, I can't talk to a black man because I had this terrible experience. You're just like, you know what? That is still very triggering for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've met I don't black men that I'm like, way. I love you. I would marry you. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. And Shabar I'm, more, hello. <laughs> like I'm, I, yes, I'm very scared of that, but I'm never going to make someone feel bad. I'm not like all black men well, and their that, dicks are yes, awful. Yes, that's like, what that's I'm saying. Not like real. what has Mel Gibson ever experienced? If you're going to say, okay, you believe in conspiracy theories and you believe that the Illuminati and all Jews control the media, you're the media, bitch. Mm-hmm. You're that you have thrived off if that's the and case. he's also one of the guys like oh I don't hate Jews I have a lot of Jewish friends oh Christ in heaven oh. and those Jewish friends should be embarrassed right thank you like do you I let's let the people decide okay so with that in mind hold on <laughs> me and Ellen are going to do a dramatic reenactment hmm. it's going to be awful you can also google it no, and isn't. there's an hour video on youtube with the entire recordings but so now let's just okay keep in mind this is mel gibson he maybe unofficially is manic depressive and also has an alcohol problem 
Not making fun of that. And uh, this is what we're going to reenact is what he said was in a breakdown moment that happened over a day trying to get out of an unhealthy relationship. Britney Spears had a breakdown moment in the She shaved the her day. fucking head and tried to hit a camera Thank with you. a fucking umbrella. But get out of my fucking And face. now she's been in a conservatorship for 97 years. And this? Mel All Gibson this? just free as fuck. Okay. Because it would never happen had to a man. To pay a but did you see that her dollars. father stepped down? I'm so excited for her. Free motherfucking Britney. Yes. Goodbye. Because she's stronger than yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't need to I be so damn over. And that just hits different now Bitch, that you hear it. It always <gasps> hit different for me. I always oh. knew that that was like secretly autobiographical. Well, I knew that also, but I thought it was about like relationships and how it's difficult in Hollywood, but it is really. No, I really like... pictured her like depressed in her dressing room oh crying and then having to go perform like a Ugh. monkey. Okay. So these are tapes that were released. There's like three of them or whatever. I have all of them. Released July 12th, 2010. Adam. Ad- Edwin. Ellen <laughs> is going to be Mel Gibson and I'm going to be Oksana. Tell me that's a message or something. Because you're doing something. Trying to breastfeed those fucking foreign bodies in you. So. What? Is that it? It has nothing to do with it. Oh, it has nothing to do with what? The fact that you had foreign bodies in there? Correct. Correct? Okay, good. So you're not lying to me about fake tits? I never have. Yes, yes, you just did. You said they weren't. You fucking lied to me before. What? I didn't. <sighs> I never said a wo- I never said anything of a kind. You never asked me. I never told you. Or maybe you asked me, but I never lied about this. Another lie. Who cares? So they look ridiculous. Get rid of them, why don't you? Anyway, <sighs> you know. It's none of your fucking business what they look like. It is. It is. They look stupid. I'm just telling you. It's just an appraisal. Keep them if you want. They look stupid. See if I give a fuck. You know. They're too big and they look stupid. They look like some Vegas bitch. They look like a Vegas whore. And you go around sashaying around in your tight clothes and stuff. I won't stand for it anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't walk around in tight clothes. I stay at home for most of the time. <sighs> yes, you fucking do. You go out in public as a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch in heat and you get raped by a peck of... N-word. It'll be your fault, all right? Because you provoked it. You're provocatively dressed all the time in your fake boobs. You feel like you have to show off in tight outfits and tight pants. And you feel your pussy from behind. You see you see your pussy from behind. And that green thing today was enough. That's provocative, okay? I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. I don't believe you anymore. I don't trust you. I don't love you. I don't want you, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stay in the fucking house. I'm not giving it to you, but I'll let you stay there, okay? And take care of my child, but I don't want you anymore. Tape two. <laughs> Release July 13th. You see your pussy from my... <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> you want to do it one more time? No. Okay. Tape two. Release July 13th, 2010. Yes. Stay on this phone. Don't hang up on me. I can't. I have plenty of energy to drive over there. You understand me? And I will. Just fucking listen to me. Fucking listen to my fucking rant. Listen to what you do to me. I didn't do anything to you. You in the ass! (laughs) You are ruining my life. You make my life so fucking difficult. Well, you know what it's... If you'd be a woman who fucking supports me instead of a woman who sucks for me and just fucking sucks me dry and whines and whines... This relationship, you're a good woman and you love me, I don't believe you anymore! What am I? What did you... I'm sick of your bullshit! Has any relationship ever worked with you? No! 
Listen to me. You don't love me because somebody who loves does not behave this way. Shut the fuck up. I know. Because I know absolutely that you do not love me and you treat me with no consideration. One second. One second. Can I please speak? I loved you because I treated you with every kindness, every consideration. You rejected. You will never be happy. Fuck you. Get the fuck away from me. But my daughter is important, all right? Now... You have one more chance, and I mean it. Now fucking go away if you want, but I will give you one more chance. <gasps> you make me want to smoke. You fucked my day up. You care about yourself. You are so selfish. I've been so fucking good to you. You fucking try to destroy me. I didn't do anything. I did not do anything. This is your selfish imagination. That's all. Ah, shut the fuck up. You should just fucking smile and blow me because I deserve it. I'm, I'm sleeping with the baby. I'm waking up every two hours. I fell asleep because I was waiting for you because you weren't ready to go to the jacuzzi as we agreed. Who the fuck cares? We agreed nothing. You agreed you just fucking expect shit. Go to the goddamn jacuzzi. Go and fuck the fucking jacuzzi. It's a thing. You have no fucking soul. I don't blame you for anything. And my daughter's screaming. You have no fucking soul. You can't give a fuck. I left my wife because we had no spiritual common ground. You and I have none. Zero. You won't even fucking try. You don't care. You don't care. You just enjoy insulting me, that's all. Fuck you, I'm so fucking do because you hurt me so bad. I didn't do, I don't. You insult me with every look, every fucking heartbeat, you selfish harpy. I did not do anything and I apologize for nothing. What? What? Stop it. You apologize for nothing? You are a dishonest cunt because you need to apologize for a reason. I wanted to peace. I wanted to have peace. Keep peace. Because you are unbalanced. Well, it's not good enough for me and instinctively I feel that. And I will not be patronized by you and your fucking dishonesty and apologizing. You apologize because you know you're wrong. You need medication. That's all I'll accept. And if you will not fucking admit that, then get the fuck out. I will make your goddamn life miserable. You need medication. What? What? You need medication. I need a woman. Not a fucking little girl with a fucking dysfunctional cunt. I need a woman. I don't need medication. You need a fucking bat in the side of the head, all right? How about that? You need a fucking doctor. You need a fucking brain transplant. <laughs> transplant. You need a fucking, you need a fucking soul. I need medication. I need someone who treats me like a man, like a human being, with kindness, who understands what gratitude is. It's like fucking bend over backwards with my balls in a knot to do it all for her, and she gives a shit, like a fucking sour look, or says I'm mean. Mean? What the fuck is that? This is mean. Get it? You get me now? What mean is? Get it? <sighs> you fucking don't care about me. I'm having a hard time and you fucking yank the rug, you bitch. You fucking selfish bitch. <sighs> don't you dare hang up on me. I can't listen to this anymore. You hang up. I'm coming over there. I'll call the police. What? I'll call the police. You fucking cunt. I'm coming to my house. You're in my house, honey. Yes, but you. Honey, don't call me honey. You just... Ah! You're in my house! So I'll call the police and I'll tell them there's someone in my house. How about that? You can do that. That's fine. Fuck you. I don't, I don't involve the police in anything because I can stand up for myself. You, you weak cunt. You call the fucking cops. Then I will go to Alyssa's right now. Why don't you fuck off with that cunt bitch, Alyssa's? She was fucking making eyes at me. She'd have sucked me in five seconds. Take that one up with her. I was trying to spare your goddamn feelings. She'd have blown me in five seconds. She's not your friend. You don't have any fucking friends except for me. And you treat me like shit. So that's why you're so fucking angry because I don't have any friends that I try 
to make one for you and you treat me like shit and you fucking use me. Your career is over and boy, when I said that you lit out of here faster than I've ever seen you before and now you've made a list of this place, you just showed me what you are. Absolutely, unequivocally. I don't care if you spend another penny. Fucking perfect, I believe it now. Listen, listen. Launch your ass. Listen to me, Mel. What? I don't give a damn if you spend another penny on me. Oh, yes, you do, because... <laughs> I'm just fearing for the life of my daughter. You'll find some other fucker to pay for you. Listen to me, listen to me. Then leave, cunt, bitch, gold digger, cunt, whore. That's what you are. Listen. And you just proved it. You got out of here in record time. Because I'm saving my life and I'm saving my daughter's life. That's what I'm doing. I don't give a damn about my music and I don't give a damn if you spend another penny. I'm saving her life. Awful angry. You almost killed us. Did you forget? The last three years have been a fucking gravy train for you. You were hitting a woman with a child in her hands. You. What kind of man is that? Hitting a woman when she's holding a child in her hands? Breaking her teeth twice? In the face? What kind of man is that? <laughs> Ooh, you're all angry now. You're going to get to, you know what? You fucking deserved it. You're going to answer one day, boy. You're going to answer. Huh? There. What? What? Are you threatening me? Nothing, nothing. I'm not one to threaten. I'm threatening. I'll put you in a fucking rose garden, you cunt. You understand that? Because I'm capable of it. You understand that? Get a fucking restraining order? For what? What are you going to do? Get a restraining order for me being drunk and disorderly? For hitting you? For what? Tape Ooh, three. that was a lot. Tape three, released July 14th, 2010. Um, don't hire me to come there, okay? Did you get that message? Well, I'll pay her myself. I found her. She's my dentist sex babysitter. I've not been paying her. It's my money and she gets paid with. I'm her employer, not you. You found her, I'm her employer. Fine, but if I, I, if I need to use her, I will. I Because I will not pay her if you bring her to your house. If I will fire her, and I will do it fast. Okay, then I'll pay her because I need her. She's good. No! You're not paying her with my money. It doesn't matter what you give her. It's my fucking money. You understand? You're not, you don't have your own money. You're only using my money, okay? Because you made me moneyless. I used to have $100,000 a year when you met me. You took me. You possessed me. Everything I am, you own me. With my liver and my kidneys and my thoughts and my soul. Everything. My career, whatever it is. Pathetic career, whatever it is, is yours. You control me like a marionette. I don't belong to myself, only to you. I can't do anything and I walk on eggshells always with you. That's because you're a fucking useless whore. Now I own you. Do not use at your house. I have warned you. She will be fired if she goes to your house. You find that cunt and you find some other money that's not mine, okay? No, I'm using. Name omitted. A. <laughs> B. She's fired, do you understand that? Fine, she's fired. So fire her, because I won't pay her. Okay, don't pay her. And I will fire her. That's okay. She only works at my house. Well, she has nothing to do with your house. Baby's here. The baby should be here, and she works at my house. The baby is where I am. You're insane. The baby will not be there for long. I will fire her. If she's at the house, I will make it known I will fire her. Fine. I'll report it to the fucking people who take fucking money from the wetbacks, okay? <sighs> I omitted N-word, and I said that out loud. I'm sorry. I mean, I... May's apology. No, I think you need... I don't think if you would have said the W word, most people would have known what Fair. you're talking about. Mel, you can't take a woman who gives you a child, who gives you the entire life. You drag her through God knows what. Bad press. I've never had a bad word said about me in my entire life. A cunt! And then, and then you telling me that you take away whatever pennies you just given to me? I don't have anything because I've given you my life. Three years now. I've given you everything. Don't you dare fucking complain to me. How fucking dare you? Don't fucking count. You're a fucking using whore. What did I use you for? I've given you everything I had. Every fucking thing. I've given you everything. I've been your woman. I've given your child. What the fuck are you talking about? Bitch, that's all. You would have done it for any fucking... You probably fucked. Name omitted. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
I know you did that fucking ass. I swear, in front of God, I never have. Fucking ugly, man. You don't give a fuck as long as they pay your fucking rent. I am not a whore. I am not a bitch. Or so! And I am not a cunt, and I am not a user, and I am not a thief. I'm not all those words, and I am not a liar. All this. All this lies. What I said. Lies. I'm not a whore, a cunt, a thief, or a prostitute, or anything that you call me. Nor a user, not a gold digger. I don't have any money or any property assigned to me. That's a gold digger for you? Are you insane? Yes, you are. Of course. We can hear that. You bitch, you get everything you want. Don't call me a bitch. Don't call you me... You get everything you want. You have no right. I don't have a penny to me. What kind of gold digging? What kind of gold digging whore is this? Oh, God, cry, poor... You could go through money like a fucking whore. You have the fucking dress. You have the tickets. You have the fucking equipment. Funny how it went from 33 to 43. Mel. $12,000. Mel, the equipment is instead of payment. If you hire any composer, you'll have to pay... $200,000 plus. I don't have to! I can do it for nothing! I don't need you and I don't want you doing it I don't think you can do it, alright? Fine! That's how little I think of your fucking talent. Well, it's clear now. Everything is coming out now. It's all fucking true. Yeah. Fuck you. You're a fucking whore. I think you just... I think you just... All you want to do is just shove me in a hole and sit me at home so much for your promise. I want to let you fly. It's such bullshit. It's such arrogant bullshit. You never meant to do that. I'm letting you fly now, cunt. What? Fly away. What? I give you every fucking opportunity. I've done extremely well, but nobody asked you to spend so much money on the videos and everything. And why don't you count the food out of my mouth? Why do you do that? I live with you. I gave you a baby. We're together. And you're counting that and summing it all up? Why, do you not separate those two? If you count the food in my mouth, why don't you separate it? How about you giving me money and I'm feeding you and I'm going shopping all the time and buying you extravagant presents? What are you talking about, you fragging ignorant bitch? I don't understand you. You're saying stupid shit. How dare you even fucking insult me with some of the stupid reasoning you have? Your logic sucks because you're fucking mentally deprived idiot. You can't even fucking figure out... Okay, I have to go the baby. The tax money is on the credit cards. Don't you get it? Goodbye, Mel. The baby is crying. I go look go. after my child. She's my child, too. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, you cunt whore. I hope she doesn't turn out like you. All very edited. Extremely scripted. <laughs> all. I mean, really. You just find all those random words. Yeah, put them all together exactly as they go. Uh-huh. Tape 4. Released July 15th, 2010. Mm. Real quick, sorry. These are all in like a month. It's their release, but I think this oh, okay. all was a one day of repeated calls. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me get my yeah. throat's a little dry You're then. killing it, bitch. Oh, it's very I can't difficult. look at you because I'm like hiding. I cannot make eye contact. Screaming. Unintelligible. <laughs> exactly. Idea! What the fuck do you hope to accomplish with that? What are you hoping to accomplish with that? What the, are you going to pay me back? If you do that, it's over. <laughs> it's over now. Fuck you. You don't act like a bitch. I've been so fucking nice. I do not blame you. You said I was mean. You're fucking annoyed at me. For what reason? I did nothing but be nice to you. What? I've done nothing but be nice to you. I didn't blame you last night. Then what were you a little bitch this morning for? I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything. <sighs> what did I do? And you said, oh, earlier today you... Oh, never mind. What the fuck were you going to say? I wasn't going to say any earlier today. It's just I was going to say about last night. That's all. <sighs> Why? Because I let you sleep. That's my fucking mistake, because I should have woke you up and said, fucking blow me, bitch. I should have fucking woken you up and said, blow me. You would have liked that better, yeah? You needed the goddamn sleep. We were supposed to go to jacuzzi, and you said you have to wait for something. Oh, you had to wait for what? You said. Then you had to go to the goddamn jacuzzi. I'm, I'm afraid it's dark outside. Oh, that is sad. Fuck it. 
I just waited for you. I waited and waited until I fell asleep and then... Waited and waited like two and a half fucking minutes, you fucking snored. Like, you're blaming me right now and I'm blaming you. You want to sleep and don't blow me. Later. I deserve to be blown first before the fucking jacuzzi, okay? I'll burn the goddamn house down, but blow me first. How dare you? How fucking dare you? You wanted the number of my therapist. Don't you ever speak to him. Find your own goddamn therapist. Because you've got problems more than me. You need medication. You know how to fucking push my buttons and it's not going to work with us. It's not! I can't get like this anymore. <sighs> and you know you're doing it and you're a liar. You're dishonest and you're fucked up. So you stay the fuck away from me taking care of your fucking son. And I'd better have my daughter. I just want my daughter and a maid. It's a lot less fucking terrible. The cleanup after themselves. They make their goddamn bed, which you do not. And don't have to worry about their emotional blackmail and other bullshit you put me through. I just need a nice woman to look after my beautiful daughter. And I don't fucking... You're a pain in the ass. You're a pain in my ass. Stop being that. You're a pain in my ass. Nothing but... Tape 5, released July 15, 2010. Oh, God, again? You fucking offend me and you don't care about anyone but yourself and your fucking stupid fucking failed career and it's ruined us because you fucking can't, you fucking, you wanted that dress. I can't believe you asked for that and the tickets in the Lakers box, I got rid of the box. Now nobody gets tickets because of you. I had to sell the motherfucker. Why is it because of me? What kind of bullshit is this? I sold it because of you! I don't have any fucking money! I have to support you and everybody else! I have to sell paintings! Well, maybe it's because of them. My box at the Lakers game! Well, maybe it's because of others that you sold it. Why are you blaming it on me? You asked for that when you know what kind of trouble I'm in! I've never used your box. Never once did I ask you. This is the first time because your relationship with Sasha is so fucked up because of your violence. I was trying to make amends with, between you and him, not make amends, be a diplomat. I just thought I'd tell you the box is gone because of you. Not because of me, because you have to feed an army. Why is it because of me? What kind of bullshit is this? Because I spent too much goddamn money on you and my wife knows it's you. How much money do you spend on me? You don't spend more on me than anybody else. I spent more than five million dollars on you. That's not on me and that was, that was signed. I was signed. Say thank you! That was signed to the record label. Say thank you now. I, I always said thank you. You, right now, because I doubt you. I know you doubt me. I, I don't care anymore. You're fucking gouging me. I don't care anymore, okay? I don't want you either. That's it. Oh, good. That makes it real clear. That was so easy. The minute I pulled the plug, you're out of here. You can't handle it because you're a whore and a bitch. No, I'm saving. I'm saving. I can't be with somebody like this. You don't love me. I'll take care of the child. You don't love me. This is not, this is not somebody who loves me. This is some completely off-balance person who absolutely hates me. Why do you hate me so much? What did I do to you? Everything you say about me is bullshit. You used me and you're telling me and prov proving to me that you are... It's bullshit. Bullshit. And I only left to save it's bullshit fucking used you fucking used me and i will never forgive you uh, uh, i will never forgive you for what you've done to me you fucking bitch you ruined my life and you didn't give me a penny you ruined mine first i ruined your life how did i ruin your life i gave you shit you gave me nothing but fucking grief all right and a bad publicity, you cunt! How did I ruin your life? You destroyed my reputation, and you're the meanest person I know. I did not destroy it because that shit is true. <sighs> you're the meanest person. What?!
You are very mean. Yeah, you know what mean is now, don't you? You've always been. So don't call me mean when I've been nice to you. You're very jealous and you're very mean. Because I'd like to show you what really mean really is, bitch, cunt, whore, gold digger, all true. You fucking proved it to me. If you were never interested in proving otherwise, let me know. If you don't care, I'll let you know what you are. What to <laughs> look at yourself and look at what you've done. Look at what you've fucking done. Look at your son. He's a fucking mess. You fucking excuse for a mother. You are fucking... Bitch. You're the worst father I ever met. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, so this is the following. The following. That was the end of the tapes. <laughs> the following is a transcript of a rant by Mel Gibson. Interesting he said my wife. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. It, I wonder if the argument is that he can't pay Robin because he's spending too much money. Maybe. So. Oh, look. I did do it. You just get to scream all of this. Oh, excellent. Um, I. Uh, yeah. Okay. You can read the stuff in parentheses. Yes. <clears throat> is there lots of parentheses? There's a bit. Okay. Following is a transcript of a rant by Mel Gibson to screenwriter Joe Esterhaas in Costa Rica. It was recorded by Esterhaas's son, Nick, in December and obtained by the rap. Editor's note, this transcript contains highly offensive language. Can I just, first of all, am I developing petechial hemorrhaging because of my screaming? No, you're not. Because this is really it. difficult. Okay. But you're fucking killing oh it. Oh my God. It looks like <laughs> it you only like messed up like two things. It looks like you I have studied this. So much. Okay. If you want, I can read the letter he writes. Um, Because he's trying to sound sane. So I can be the letter. Okay. That's also no problem. If, so this is, this sounds, this letter as though it's going to be particularly hate fueled. Should I read the words or... Like stop and say like N word W word or like just I don't he I don't think he says any of those. <clears> oh okay, thank this. God. Okay, just okay. a lot of fuck. Perfect. And then I'll read the parentheses. All right, Mel screaming the whole time. Why don't I have a first draft of the Maccabees? What the fuck have you been doing? I'll type it. Mumbling inaudible. It's her. Mumbling inaudible. I go to work. You're getting paid. I'm not shit. I'm earning money for a filthy little cocksucker who takes advantage of me, just like every other motherfucker. So hurry the fuck up. Throwing things, knocking down the totem pole. Fuck. God. Coming up from the billiard room and approaching the table and screaming at the top of his lungs in the face of his guests. Who wants to eat? Who the fuck wants to eat? Go have something to eat. Hooray! Screaming. Fuck! 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 Fucking hate! Fucking cunt, cocksucker, whore! Very hoarse. Fuck! Screaming as he runs towards the driveway. Blech. Screaming as he runs towards the driveway, gets into his car, and drives away. Okay. So now, Mel Gibson responded with a letter to screenwriter Joe Esterhaas. It addresses the nine-page memo that Esterhaas delivered to Gibson, alleging that the filmmaker uttered outrageous anti-Semitic comments during their collaboration on a script about heroic Jewish warrior Judah Maccabee, which Esterhaas only aired after Warner Brothers rejected the scribe's script. Wow. I will read the letter. Oh, thanks so much. Because this is classy. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> I have your letter. I'm not going to respond to it line by line. But I will say that the great majority of the facts, as well as the statements and actions attributed to me in your letter, are utter fabrications. I would have thought that a man of principle, as you purport to be, would have withdrawn from the project regardless of the money, if you truly believe me to be the person you describe in your letter. I guess you only had a problem with me after Warner Brothers rejected your script. I will acknowledge, like most creative people, I am passionate and intense. I was very frustrated that when you air arrived at my home at the expense of both Warner Brothers and myself, you hadn't written a single word of a script or even an outline after 15 months of research, meetings, discussions, and the outpouring of my heartfelt vision for this story. I did react more strongly than I should have. 
I promptly sent you a written apology, the colorful words of which you apparently now find offensive. Let me know. Nope. (laughs) Let me now clearly apologize to you and your family in the simplest of terms. Contrary to your assertion that I was only developing Maccabees to burnish my tarnished reputation, I've been working on this project for over 10 years, and it was publicly announced eight years ago. I absolutely want to make this movie. It's just that neither Warner Brothers nor I want to make this movie based on your script. Honestly, Joe, not only was the script delivered later than you promised, both Warner Brothers and I were extraordinarily disappointed with the draft. In 25 years of script development, I have never seen a more substandard first draft or a more significant waste of time. The decision not to proceed with you was based on the quality of your script, not on any other factor. I think that we can agree that this should be our last communication. Mel. Very different from how he sounds on the phone. When you can type Because it, someone else wrote that. When you can type also and delete, I was thinking... So, well, my throat hurts. I mean, we did that in well under an hour. I just (laughs) want to point out. So, there was a lot in there where it said crosstalk. And I think you and I should have been talking at the same time, which probably would have. So, Mm -hmm. what that means is I can keep all of that in. Absolutely. Because we're at an hour and 50 minutes, which is normal for an episode of ours. (laughs) But so, ladies and gentlemen, think about your life. Think about when you've been mad. At a girlfriend. Some people, I'm sure, talk like that. No, never. No, once. I. Not me. But there's crazy people. Oh sure. But like a normal functioning adult. I like to think they're not in our audience. Exactly. Drunk or not, does that seem reasonable? All of that seems crazy. I will say also, my throat hurts so bad, but all of that seems like... And none of that is fucking Ellen being ridiculous. Like, listen to it. And in the script, it's like panting, hyperventilating. (laughs) That is what he sounds like. He's like... Uh (gasps) Oh, yeah, I even cut some of it. Some of it is hyperventilating for like minutes. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I will say that a lot of it was money-fueled. It was very... Like, if I had a child with someone... Let's say I'm a man and I had a child with someone because... Presumably that removes some of the, like, I don't know, it just feels like men sometimes are more interested in, like, the monetary, the Mm -hmm. financial burden of child rearing versus, like, Mm -hmm. the emotional. So, which is an evolutionary stereotype, it's fine. But let's say I was a man and I had a child with somebody, I wouldn't be screaming at them about, like, I can't pay my friend because you're using the money for the child. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, And he's telling her that she can't, the whole thing about the name, what is it? name redacted or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that's a, it's a babysitter they're talking about it's like a nanny and he's telling her that it's his money that's paying her and i mean i don't know what this woman does with her life and presumably a lot I of guess women she's a singer just raise their babies on their own but if she needs help that's your child also i think there's a thing of like oksana Grigoriev is beautiful and she was beautiful when she met mel gibson and part of the reason he was attracted to her the vast majority of the reason because he could see her, her pussy from behind was because she was so beautiful, and so she this is who she is. Like I was watching Ink Master the other day, and there's this woman, Allie, and I was like, my God, this woman is beautiful. But I was like, if I was a man, would I take her to my parents? She's got filler lips, her mm-hmm. tits are fake, and she's just stunning, Foreign like hourglass figure. Mm-hmm. My God, and she's so hot. But I'm like, I can't imagine like Shroon taking her to his mother. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I just, I just can't imagine. So what you liked all of a sudden now is a problem. Now is a problem. Like and once you get it, you're he's like, He's saying, oh. I di- divorced my, I left my wife because we didn't have spiritual common ground. It's because you were a raging alcoholic. 
And exactly. you were already out with Oksana. Right. Before you were so even you divorced. Were cheating. Thank and you. she didn't agree with it. And, like, I need to know desperately the actual scenario of this jacuzzi. Because oh to my, my understanding. And now that I know they were all on the same day. Because I've listened to them. I've been like, oh, I gotta go to work. I like, yeah. Closet. Gotta go. <laughs> same fucking day. My so God. my understanding is they had a plan to go hang out in a jacuzzi. And he said, I need to wait on something. Getting so drunk. He probably needed probably. to get drunk. So because it was dark out and she didn't want to go to the jacuzzi yes, by herself. Yes, I'm thinking about American Horror Story. Thank you. And she, so she oh, waited and she fell asleep. And then also it appears as if Mel assumed that she was going to suck his dick before they got in the jacuzzi. I'm sorry. No one wants to suck If you want dick. your dick sucked... Have don't her suck sit. it while you're doing whatever the fuck you have to wait for. And don't sit in weird hot water. Sorry, no, I don't no, want to suck bath dick. He said you should you should have sucked my dick before the jacuzzi. Also, you live together. Suck dick tomorrow. Calm so, down. like, and you're telling me that that's what spurred this? Because she fell asleep and didn't go to the jacuzzi with you? Because you made her wait? The other portion is, if and I... And you punched her in the face when she was holding a kid? Punch her in the face! Punch her in the fucking face! What time is it? The other thing is, if I'm hammered tonight, tomorrow I'm like, did I scream Thank at you, you about mm-hmm. not sucking my dick? I and instead, I'm he so sorry. calls her repeatedly throughout the day. Correct. Mm-hmm. That a whole lot of that is crazy. So why is that okay? It's not. You're a crazy person. And not crazy in the way that you have a diagnosable psychiatric illness. You're just crazy. And I'm just you're saying. Unhinged. I'm just saying. And I'm not excusing anybody. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. You have people alleging... You don't have recorded evidence Correct. of the bullshit, but they were, and I mean, they were all very well, wrong and obviously. Cosby. Well, I, yeah, whatever. But like, this is on tape. This is on YouTube. You just fucking Google it. You can listen to it to your heart's content. It's an hour. And what's crazy to me, what is crazy to me, and it's, I think it's why it's so laughable, like me and Ellen both have some trauma in our past and it involves abusive men but I listened to that recording and while perhaps I should be triggered I laugh because Mm -hmm. it's embarrassing because I feel like if I I mean I don't know she was in the moment and she for her part was very calm for most of it oh my god like almost monotone in some like I only raised my voice when the script said that she was yelling or getting angry even the yelling is all at this volume yeah Mel, and I don't, you maybe don't it's a cultural understand. thing. Like, don't do an accent better than I just so did. I didn't you're do embarrassing. it better. You're you fucking, did it way You're embarrassing me in front of fucking company. Oh. <laughs> I need a woman, <laughs> not a girl with a dysfunction. I can see your pussy from mine. You said feel. And then the only other thing you said is, it was supposed to be. There was a bunch of times I fucked up. I could see it. The, I saw it as I went past. The like, only it's not big worth it. one that I think changed the content is when he was, whatever it was, he was saying something about, oh, he wants a nanny, like a maid. Oh, he's not going to pay her, but he is paying her. Well, he was like, I want a, like, I want my daughter and like a nanny. It's less trouble. And you said it's less terrible. Oh. <laughs> so he was just saying, I don't have to deal with your emotional blackmail if I just had my daughter and someone to take care of her and not you. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. But like... It's hard to read it fast. It, you fucking killed it, bitch. I was so impressed. And I literally... I'm going to be sore in my neck because I was like it shouldering up and hiding. so bad right here. I could not look at you. The, <laughs> I don't remember the one thing that I forgot he said. It was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. So and, that's what I was going to tell you. So at my worst moment of abuse, my scariest moment of abuse that I didn't know was coming 
was I was living in this two-story apartment, and it had sliding glass doors in the back, and the guy that was abusing me had broken into those doors with a crowbar. Oh, yeah, please. And had, um, so he'd broken in the glass, black, the glass black, the back glass doors with a crowbar, and I was in the living room, so the kitchen is here, the doors are here, the kitchen, living room, stairs, bedrooms. And so he broke in, came to me in the living room, and I don't know why for the life of me I didn't go out the front, but I don't know any of my neighbors, so I maybe like... I don't, I like, I didn't have my car key. Like, it was just stupid. I ran upstairs. The dumbest fucking decision. Horror every, movie mistake. Every time one. I see it in a horror movie, I'm like, bitch. It's not a good idea. Go out the goddamn. So, of course, he chases me upstairs. Of course, he hits me with a stupid thing. And then I I fall. But I fall at him. So, like, poorly planned. Because now I'm falling down the stairs because I can't use my leg. I'm falling at him. He falls over. And I escape out the door. I get into my car. There's nothing I can do, but I can lock the door. Yeah. And now I'm in the car. He can still knock in the windows, but I'm in the fucking car. And I'm calling the police and, like, trying. So, like, that for me. But you're not... You're not screaming at me. You're not, like... You didn't mention anti-Semitism mm-hmm. when you broke it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he didn't come flying in screaming the N-word. He mm-hmm. just hates me, which mm-hmm. is, like, whatever. You're an asshole. But, like, this is very bizarre. And, like, the fact that he's blaming her... It's like, I'm I'm in love with you because you're beautiful. The fact that you're beautiful means other people think you're beautiful. I hate that about you. Not her fault. Mm-hmm. She seems very devoted to him. Mm-hmm. Not interested in him paying for her, like, mm-hmm. music career. She's put her career on hold, it seems. I think she was a model before him. It sounds. And she well, had, she, is stunning. she was well-established. She had money, and, and then you, he made her stop. Yeah, and also when you look at pictures of her from before, she's not, like slutty model she just she's an attractive woman who has a beautiful body and is wearing clothing that shows her beautiful body mm-hmm. off like she's not mm-hmm. it doesn't look to me she's not like a Nicki Minaj you know yeah. what I mean like and I love Nicki Minaj there's yeah. no knocking but she's her. yeah it's not she's extra not it's normal yeah mm-hmm. and it, it just like it's very bizarre I just I and like for me the closest I've had to that because a lot of my abuse wasn't so much like that mm-hmm. but my initial assaulter. I don't know if this was before or after the initial assault, but like we all knew the same people. Long story. That makes sh- it very hard. Yes. We all, we worked together. Mm-hmm. I, somebody was having a party. The, the man in question was supposed to meet me and two other people at my house. And I was going to drive because at that point I didn't really drink. So I was going to drive whatever. Oh God, I would have loved when you were a sober driver all the time. But then I would be no fun. <laughs> Who are you going to have fun with? You have Who's no other friends. Who's going to drive me places? I can't get home. Help. I'm supposed to get home. Exactly. We have Uber now, though. We didn't have it back then. Oh, thank heavens. True. So, long story short, he was running late, and the two people I was with made me leave without him. And then he called my phone, and it was before, like, Bluetooth or any fucking shit, so someone else answered it, and they antagonized the fucking shit out of him, and in my head, I'm like, please don't do this, because nobody knew. Exactly. He is livid, like, screaming. I end up at the party. Somehow he gets to the party and I can feel the tension. I'm very uncomfortable. And because I'm too nice, what I should have done was get in my car and leave. But I'm like, I drove two people. I can't leave them. So I get in my car and I sit there and he comes out and he is 
banging on my windows. And like, I thought he was going to break them. And he's like, get out of the fucking car. Let me in. Fuck you. Why would you leave me? But never once. I'm not a cunt. I'm not a bitch. I'm not a whore. It like still terrifying and awful. Of course. Absolutely. But it wasn't like a personal attack. That's not what I meant to. At worst, it was like shame on fucking you for not waiting for me. I never meant to imply that like what we were dealing with was not horrible. But like it, that's it's not a, that's a different the rage in yes, here. It's different. And it's so focused. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about his rage about like Jewish people and his rage about the LBGTQ plus community. And I don't like, care if you're drunk. I don't care if you're drunk. I don't care if you're drunk. But where does that focus come from? Like the focus in both of those scenarios that we've both described is control. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who we were. Mm-hmm. And as much as, like, I think people who stay in abusive relationships, myself included, it's mm-hmm. like a flattering, oh, you're interested in me, mm-hmm. and you, you don't I want to I can't wear makeup because you don't want another one, you anybody don't want else to like me. To show. Yeah. 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 So I I get that level of dysfunctional flattery. I, I hear there, you. It. I the, hear yeah. you. Rose Manor, bitch. I'm telling you, read the book. I got it on Audible. Did you? Okay, good. It's and really Stephen good. King does not read it, so hopefully he, it'll be oh good. Oh, God, Stephen King's voice is so bad. Uh, it's so... What did I say? Murd Mary? Murd Mary. What is it? Murd Mary? It's so... You're gonna... If you don't get triggered by it, I'll be shocked. Okay. Like, it was really... It's a cop who's the abuser. Like, oh, it's bitch. Just, been there, done it. It's okay. very, cool. very intense. And, like, I was triggered and mine wasn't even a cop. Like, it, it's intense. Regardless, it's... Our circumstances were very... Very abusive. Very awful. Very still triggering. I, like, when I hear a knock on the door, like fucking text me. You're coming to my house. You know to text me. Mm-hmm. Do not knock at my door. I will not answer the phone. I'll run upstairs. Mm-hmm. Don't answer. I'd still run upstairs. Bitch, I don't know. one time you crawled out of your shower window naked. That's true. Oh my God. How do you remember that? Because I, I was like, bitch, why? Like, where was it? Which house was that? Broad Street, I think. Oh my God. And it was like UPS or fucking something. Yeah, that was. Or maybe, I don't even know. Maybe it was no one, but you heard something. You thought someone was there. Oh my God. And you crawled out of your I did shower window naked. Well, there was like showering. an alleyway that was better. My shower now is on the second floor, so I would never be able to like, where? What? Just uh, jump in the pool. But there's shit I don't remember. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's there's things about, like, that trigger that I don't remember. And then that thing, the scenario I was describing earlier, that didn't resemble any of my abuse. So it wasn't, it didn't feel, I felt like I had more control over that. And none of that makes any sense. Like, none of it makes sense. Like, this is a brand new scenario I've not dealt with. Yes. It's fine. I don't know what might happen. Yep. If somebody had knocked at the door, goodbye, fucking goodbye. I don't know. If they, if I had turned on the light and there was somebody in the reflection of the front door, goodbye. Like imagine know. if we had kids with any of these men. Oh my God. Like oh my God. The ad. And so now, so now I'm assuming they have joint custody. And let's, it sounds- let's pretend that at the very least he's calmed his tits and he doesn't talk to her like that. There's no way. But let's pretend. She still has to deal with it. She has to look at him and you punched me in the face and Ugh. broke my teeth while I was holding our child. Her how, nose and her teeth. How like, do you let your child go with that? And you're just like, it's cool. Everything's going to be fine. It's a child. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. It's a female child. And you clearly have no respect for females. And how do you not say to her, what your father is doing is heinously unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You do not, do not ever end up with a man like your father. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ended up with a man like your father, I I'd would be, be thrilled. It'd be fucking awesome. My I dad was a great thrilled. fucking guy. Let him, Maybe emotionally Let unavailable. him wear that t-shirt. Let him wear that oh, t-shirt. Oh, bitch. But, I would, though. But, like, yeah. nope. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. So, again, I ask, why is he still a thing? Not acceptable. 
I we need a million listeners because then he'd be fucking done. <laughs> like startachange.org. I don't fucking know. Even Shrew now he'll be like, oh, I want to watch whatever movie. And he's like, but it's Mel Gibson. I'm like, nope. Do you know what? Next. I have one movie that breaks my heart. I'll never watch it again. That I can't watch. Never. And it's actually the movie that John also likes, which is why he's like, Mel Gibson's a dick, really? And someone else I was talking to, I was like, oh, I'm going to do an episode about Mel Gibson. And they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But I love the movie Maverick. I love it with my whole Maverick. fucking heart. I love it with my whole heart. Nope. But in my head, I'm like, I watched it enough he's as a child. Yeah. I thought Tom Cruise was the problematic child in that. No, in Maverick, it's about like a poker player. And it's him and James Garner and Jodie oh. Foster. What is Maverick with? Oh, that's Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. I won't watch that either. That's a separate thing. But so like in my head, I'm like, I watched it enough as a child and I can appreciate it. But also to be fair, this is a thing I also have. I don't want to support, like say I have an R. Kelly CD in my head. I can listen to it because, because I've paid already paid for it. So if I have it on VHS, well, I don't have VHS player anymore. Why would a DVD be on VHS? If you had a DVD player. Well, but I, it was old. You put it into iTunes. But so what I'm saying is if I owned it already, if I wanted to, I could go back. I will never forget Braveheart, my mother. It was traumatic as fuck. Thankfully, she was sober. But I remember walking into the bedroom and she's sobbing, fucking crying, like violently. And I'm like, what did I do? What's wrong? <laughs> and she's watching Braveheart. And it's at the end of Braveheart when they're like killing him and they're drawing and quartering him and disemboweling him. And she lost her whole mind. When I watched the movie, I did the same thing. I'm sure it's a well done film. It is. It doesn't take anything away from the fact that he's an asshole. But I'm not going to contribute to anything That's how I feel about he Spotify. I won't, I won't I took listen to Michael Jackson on Spotify. Off of it, I won't but listen to I might Kelly. buy their CD and then I can have it forever. I gotta be. Okay. Well, at the end of the day, I mean. I want to make a call that he should never have his freedom. Drums.